Street Fight listeners. It's Sunday night, and we're taking your calls. It's that time of the week, Sunday, 9 p.m. to midnight, Eastern Standard Time. Street Fight takes your calls. That number to dial is 614-655-3887. You can watch and chat along uh, on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, or YouTube. Find us. We're Street Fight WCRS on all those platforms, uh, except for Twitch, where we're at twitch.tv slash streetfightradio. Uh, we always want to hear what's going on in your neck of the woods and uh, how your horrible boss is handling uh, all of these new changes in our in our new world. <laughs> I gotta say that sounds like when you're like listening to like like that's how Jimmy Fallon would talk about COVID because you know all you're talking about is COVID. Yeah, but Jimmy Fallon wouldn't want to say COVID. You don't so want to he, remind people. Yeah, he would say all these new changes in the new world. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be welcoming to everybody. Some people don't know what we do, so some people don't know that COVID's happening. <laughs> people, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to break anybody's burst anybody's bubble that doesn't know that COVID's still happening. Somebody having a happy day, like some guy is just driving in his car and he's turning on street fight for the first time and he's having like a really happy day and then he's like what are oh it's really you know what changes are going on in the world and then i say covid and he's like god damn it i did hear about that on the news recently it's true i heard that from a guy i listened to named jim brewer he was telling me all about it yes uh (laughs) psychic gasoline in the chat says crazy times yeah, these, oh. these crazy times, folks. Just in this day and age, when the times are crazy, uh, you know, we got to stick together. We have to remember that we're all Americans. It, it, I like the idea of crazy, like this. I like the idea of you taking on using this day and age from now on. I, I think that's like a really good old guy thing to start moving into. Okay. I might start picking it up. <laughs> Okay. Because I'm older, it maybe makes more sense if I do it. Yeah. But it's like old guys say this day and age. If you if you say in this day and age, people's necks will snap around. They're like, what's he about to say? <laughs> it's important. Whatever he's about to say <laughs> is important. It buys you a lot of time. Yeah. More than most other like, phrases in this day and age buys you an extra half second. For sure. For sure. To and come up know, with some bullshit. <laughs> As I said, as I said on the uh, live show in Pittsburgh, which, by the way, thank you, Pittsburgh. Thank you, Club Cafe. You make us want to do live shows again. Uh, who knows? Oh, that was the that was the greatest show. Yeah, it was, it was the a, most fun. It was so fun. Um, everybody was rowdy. Made me remember why I wanted to do it. Um, also, I think most a lot of people were forced into it because it was a rescheduled show. Mm-hmm. You know, so they had tickets already. And Brett, I mean, you know, we. We went extra crazy on this one, I think. We went a little crazier than usual. We were a bundle of nervous energy before we went on stage, and then we get on stage, and then, you know, uh, uh, I have Brett hit me with an easel over the back. (laughs) Yeah. We'll get that video out there. It sucked because I didn't have enough leverage because the ceiling was so low. So I had to come from, like, the ceiling and just come down as hard as I could and as soon as as soon as it hit your back, I was like, "Oh God, that that's gonna leave a welt." It didn't though. Yeah. And here's the thing: what I chose to believe instead of you couldn't get it is I was I, I chose to believe you didn't 
you didn't want to swing it too hard because you thought it might hurt. And oh I no, like, I wanted to fucking blast you. Yeah, I wanted you to too. I wanted that thing to explode over my back. I didn't even care. Like we have some mutual friends who listen to the show, and they were like, "Brian, there's you can you're an you're an older gentleman. You can't have people hitting you in the back." And I was like, "There is nothing there." Yeah. There's nothing back there. You ever watch professional wrestling? There's nothing back there. It's fine. It's all padding. It's all <laughs> me. Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing. It's it's fine. Yeah. I, I hurt myself worse when I ran the ropes in Houston. Yeah. Than I did getting hit with that easel. That was like, you know, two minutes of pain. Yeah. It was a really good idea until I went to lift it up and there was like light rigging above me and everything. And I got it like up above my shoulders. My hands were, were about above my shoulders and I had to try to come down and it didn't work. But I did get to snap it on my knee, which was fun. No, it was really fun. It was a really rowdy, fun show. We, we, uh, uh, the people in Pittsburgh got the, the, uh, great joy of seeing my, uh, desktop on my computer. Yeah. And, um, here's the thing about that. I didn't think we were going to get anything out of that because I already had the video we were going to show up on the screen, but I said, you know what, as a little bonus for all you people, I'm going to go ahead and show you my desktop. And then when I minimized the window, my desktop was up. I heard people in the audience go, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so your desktop sucks <laughs> it's fine it does all the things i need it to do you know what you okay so here's the thing you have a really great hack but it stylistically and aesthetically is very disappointing and the reason that someone screamed in horror was that we found out that brian has a plain white background with no picture or anything on it. Yeah, it's for ring. It's my ring light. When I'm in my bedroom, in my office, here it's fine. It could be black again. It's usually plain black. I've always been just plain black desktop. Plain black. What do you put on yours? Uh, cool. Like rolling hills or something? What do I have on here? Yeah. Oh, I have a really bad one. I have the, uh, like, I have the factory installed, like, uh. Yes. Rolling Hills. Swir no, no. Swirly Cyber Cube graphics. Yeah. No, I don't I have, have that. I have like a hacker graphic. I usually have black, but like one night I was recording with John for the POD cast and I flipped on the computer, flipped on my camera and I was sitting there and uh, I looked like, like they were blocking my face out for like a yeah. true crime thing. Yeah, that is a tough choice in podcasting and live like, streaming. I don't know what I'm gonna do. How do I, how do I make this? How do I make this better? How do I, you know? And then I was like looking up at the lights, and they didn't happen. I was like, I could change my desktop to white, and that's exactly the same as a light. And fuck, dude, it worked. Turn the brightness all the way up. Yeah, turn the brightness all the way up. You got a big white screen. It's not pleasant to look at at all, sure. especially after downloading the VLC media player and it changing all of the uh, icons into uh, red or orange cones. Yeah. Uh, that I have saved on my desktop because I just save everything on my desktop. So it uh, looks like an old Kraftwerk album, but all white with the, the orange cones. It does, but it also is funny because if you start looking, if if you really, if they were able to see the cones, there's a uh, Buttfest 2000 cones on wow. my desktop, which is like that means it was they were put there like 
in, months ago <laughs> in March yeah. or maybe yeah last year yeah 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 I got stuff from January on my desktop that you know every now and then I'll I'll be like I'm gonna start you know, I'm gonna start taking care of my fucking desktop man I'm gonna I'm gonna delete all this stuff it's like when I do my email I'm gonna delete all this stuff and then it's gonna be fucking time you know right and then I I just it it loses I lose it. I don't know. I have a meme that says just Trump on it. Cool. That's a good background. The name Trump will go down in history as the name of a traitor. Children will use it to taunt others. Generations will blurt it out to remember when America lost its ideals and their minds and let a criminal occupy the Oval Office. That's just a meme I have on my desktop. <laughs> That's important. Why don't you just print it out and get it laminated? <laughs> I don't know why I even have it at all. Like, I don't remember saving it or keeping it. It's just there, you know? So, what are you going to do, man? You uh, you have the cones up there and 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 three versions of uh, Shocktober Opian Anthony 3. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's three different files oh, of that same show because I was, like, ripping it, and then I ripped the video, then I ripped the audio, then I ripped it and turned it into an MP3, and then I ripped it and turned it into a wave. Wow. Yeah, just... Any way you want it. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a Burger King. Have it your way. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm the one that chooses how it gets said. I don't even know why I was... I was like, maybe he'll want to wave this time. It's like, it doesn't matter what he wants. You felt like you did some high quality stuff. I did. I really did. You know, I did. Yeah, September 30th, the first October comes out. So you'll get that. And um, I don't need any wallpaper. I don't at all. Uh, uh, I'm fine. I like black. I'm going to get a ring light. Yeah, we have a small one, clip-on one here for the computer. Yeah, I'm going to take this with me. I got a ring light. I'm going to take this with me. And right now, while I'm on the air, I'm going to change my desktop back to black. I don't know. What pictures do people put? Like, is it like a... Cool, cool motorcycles. <laughs> um, fan art of your, like, favorite anime or TV series. I don't like anything, though. It's like... A guitar that looks awesome. You know favorite what I band? should do? You know what I should do? October Rust. There you go. <clears throat> okay. All right. People know. You got me. Yeah. You know what I did uh, yesterday? This is going to sound like an ad, and I guess it is because it was fucking awesome. Uh, I went to that Fear Columbus haunted house. I can't believe you went to a haunted house. It was the best shit ever, dude. It was terrifying. It Ta was Wait. I was screaming and yelling so much. It was so much fun. But you, okay, so the first part was just normal haunted house shit. You walk through like spooky curtains and everything and people jump out and try to grab you. There's devils, witches, and warlocks and <laughs> all of the usual suspects, you know? Uh, the second one was called, uh, what was it called? Aftermath Anarchy. And it was a zombie outbreak. And you're like walking around with like cars that are on fire and zombies and shit chasing after you. Were the cars really on fire? Like... Uh, simulated. They had smoke and lights that made it look that way. Everything was super loud and murky, and they were swinging bats and shit at you on chain link fences. It was like it was so sick, dude. It, it sounds... was like next level, next level. I've never seen anything like. Where's it, it at? I mean, I know that again. We're not doing an ad here. I'm curious of where it's at. <laughs> this would be a good like hard rock radio mashup for us on 161. Okay. 
Okay. It's over in like Northland uh, Parkway. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a okay. DFW by it and there's a good thrift store and there's a Mark's over there. Or no, I'm sorry, an Ollie's. So like bargain shopping galore and uh, the thrill of your life. How long has it been since you've been to a haunted house? Fuck. Like, when was the last time you went? I feel like maybe. I know your wife. Your ex-wife was not right. going to ever go to a haunted house. So it was basically right before, <laughs> right when I started dating her, I guess. Yeah, because like Kate, I I, I don't want to go to one, but I sort of feel like my, my wife, I could probably be like, hey, I, well, no, I couldn't because Brett tried to talk us in. Brett did ask us if we wanted to go. <laughs> and I said, uh, <clears throat> and Katie was kind of weird about it. And, uh, but. I don't know, man. I've never been. I haven't really. I haven't been to one since. Shit. I'm trying to think. Like, it would have had to have been maybe the 90s even. Okay, I have October Rust wallpaper now. Okay. Um, It might have been the 90s. See, yeah, Haunted Hoochie was the one that we went to. And Haunted Hoochie was way more fucked up. But I think because of COVID, instead of sending, like... When you go to Haunted Hoochie, they'd always put 20 people in a fucking room and then someone would start swinging a chains all over your head and then people are just dancing all over your shoes and falling all over each other and shit. This was a little more separated. Uh, Haunted Hoochie also would do, like, people bl- blowing their fucking brains out. And this was more just getting scared and... Uh, they had some animatronics that, like, legit smashed me against a wall. Yeah. <laughs> they had a huge, like, skeleton Grim Reaper guy with huge hands that when you try to get past him, the hands blocked it. Like, it was so fucking tight. So what? <laughs> I'm um, getting a season pass. Oh, oh. M Serial did ask how much acid you were on at the haunted house. Just one hand. Yeah, I knew it wasn't no acid. <laughs> um, what? Uh, what? I had spoken to you yesterday. Yeah. What was the money situation? Because you told me some money stuff, and I was like a little bit confused and weirded out at the cost. The 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 oh, it's what was the layers of haunted uh, houseness? I think you told us on the way home from Pittsburgh. Oh, did I? Yeah. Yeah. You, okay. So you save money by going in September. <clears throat> okay. But then you can also pay for a general admission ticket. <laughs> okay. Then, then you can also pay for. A fast pass, which is you wait one third of the normal time. Okay, I don't agree with. Uh, here's this is what I was getting at here when you at when you said this is like I do not. You're a math guy. You're more of a math guy than I've ever been a math guy. I don't know how you would ever figure out how to make sure somebody waits one third of the normal time. Usually, what it happens is they set up a second line for fast pass people. Okay, but I also think it's absolutely against the spirit of it. I think that like the attraction's like forty forty minutes long, uh, but I think you're supposed to wait out in a line for an hour with like a bunch of other hooligans. I Did guess you fast co- pass? Co- no, of course not. You didn't fast pass? No, it wasn't that busy. Very cheap. <clears throat> yeah, no, I wanted. I was with there with someone I wanted to hang out with. Like, it's a good reason to force a conversation, you know. And you can judge other people in line. You can say, "Look at them now. Look what they're doing right now." That's you know? true. That's true. And at those a, places, the people in line are. You it's know. and it's a great date because you're literally holding on to each other for dear life, and you get to show how brave you are by going into the next room. I did that once. Uh, I went. The, I I'm trying to think. <clears throat> so I went to one at the ballpark. Before oh, they closed. Oh, God. Yeah, that Terror was forever Park. ago. Yeah. Yeah, I went to that and I 
fucking ate four hot dogs and I had heartburn the whole time. So I was more scared about the heartburn through the whole thing. <laughs> and then, but like two years before that, I went with a couple friend of mine and that's that cup. I went with a friend of mine that's a couple, but then I also, they brought a girl that I was supposed to be like, you know, flirting, hooking up with, yeah. right? I did not. I'll say this. Um, for those who have heard Hito O'Brien Unleashed, you're going to be surprised. I did not hook up with this you girl. failed the mission? And she was like really into me too. That was the other oh, issue. Break my heart, like that she was super into me <laughs> and I was just like too scared. But like what I did was so stupid because I was so... I didn't let them scare me. Like I didn't let anybody... I walked through the thing there was, and was just like, look how not scared I am. <laughs> there was a teen, someone, this teen caught up behind us because he was just walking with his arms crossed and making a straight face. And we were supposed to stay distance. And we were like creep, like we were walking like we were in a Scooby-Doo cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, he's just like booking it with his arms crossed. Like, none of this is scary to me. Yeah. That's how I was trying to do it. And there was even one part of the thing where they were like, Hey, uh, does anybody want to go get a drink out of this refrigerator? And I like was like, yeah. And I walked up and opened the refrigerator and I grabbed an RC Cola out of it. And a guy jumped out and I just turned around and opened it and drank it. And like, uh, it didn't scare me because I knew someone was going to jump out of the fucking right. refrigerator. You guys just steal yourself. But then now that I'm older and uh, wiser and also just generally a more fun person, uh, I understand that not only did I ruin it for me, but I ruined it for everybody else that was there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you, were and, the, you were the anchor on the Good Time Express. <clears throat> that might have also been the reason why I didn't hook up with the girl. That was, <laughs> she was just like, well, this guy's a drip. Yeah. He's <laughs> no fucking fun, man. <laughs> Yeah, it was exhilarating. I mean, it was like screaming and yelling for 40 minutes. It, like, you have to really calm down afterwards. I was so fucking sweaty. Um, but this is also tied to something else. I watched another incredible, I watched this incredible documentary called Hell House. Have you heard of it? I might have seen it. I don't it's know. It's from yet. 2002. I've heard of it. It's footage of this Dallas church that sets up this controversial um haunted house i've every, seen it i've seen yeah, it but it, i saw it in sick, like dude the vid like it's so bizarre and sad and weird like you could cut out any three minutes of the movie and it would make your stomach turn like these people are so bizarre and so twisted and so weirdly christian and they just say the wildest shit that i i it's it's, it's unbelievable we should go it's to amazing a fucking hell house dude a real oh yeah we can go there was one Me in Reynoldsburg forever yeah let's do you want to go to a hell house, house. Okay. yeah I would do a Christian thing fuck I wish we could get Tom to drive up it's gonna be gory <laughs> they're yeah. super into gore I'm not worried about like the grossness of okay. the gore or anything I I want the Christian message is uh, what I'm really trying to get out here is like. I want to go to a haunted house, but I want it to have a Christian message. The, the best part is at the end, they go into a big room. And they're like, okay, y'all understand what you just saw in there? We got two doors here. The one that's open, that's for people that believe in God. So if you believe in Jesus Christ and God, step through the door. And nobody moves. Oh, Everybody's no. just standing there frozen. 
And then he's like, I'm going to say it one more time. And he's staring at him. And then people just start shuffling through the door like, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm in big trouble. <laughs> Do you think like most of the people that go to the hell house are there for a haunted house and they don't really know that they're going to a Christian event? I don't know because I never went. Um, the only one I know that this happens in the movie too, but I know that my arguing asked atheist friends would go to cause trouble at that place. And that happens. There's a kid at the end, there's a slipknot girl. And then there's a, a boy that's wearing like a, I hate God shirt. And they're like, your, your opinions on homosexuality are, are irrelevant in anything. Just in your stupid fucking book, you're offensive. What you're doing in there is offensive and wrong. You're making feel people feel bad for who they are. Like they're screaming at him. It's a hell house. Get it. It's a fucking great documentary. Kick off the holiday season. I'm as I'm now September 1st is a Halloween guy and I don't give a shit. That's how I'm living the rest of my life. I'm not going to yell at you for it to tell you the truth because like I got lights people, up in the house. First of all, Brad has always been a holiday guy. So it's not like this is like a huge shock. Um, it is going to be I, <clears throat> here's where I would make an argument against celebrating Halloween now. Okay. Uh, it's 90 degrees. <laughs> That's one of the issues I have with it. But it is going to be 62 degrees on Thursday. Yeah, you never know. So... That's fine with me. Once it's, once it's been 62 degrees for a full day, once I can turn my air conditioner off, that is when I can start feeling Halloween-ish. Okay. You know? And I hate it when the leaves fall off the trees. And I'm going to tell you why. And I can't rip leaves while I'm out walking anymore. I can't do my leaf ripping art. Oh no! It's all gone. It's almost over. I know. Uh, Can you crunch leaves? It doesn't. It's not the same. It doesn't have the same intricacy. I have been now. Now that I've admitted to myself that this is something I love doing, I used to just rip one leaf off and like do it. Now I rip like whole huge branches off, and I just walk around. And people are always like, "What's that plant in your hand?" Like oh, when really? they walked by me or like one day I got a, a tweet at me that was like, Brian, murder Brian. I just saw you. You were carrying a bunch of leaves. And I was like, yep, that's what I do. It's my leaf art. But if you, I mean, but if you walk my route, you will find beautiful leaf art throughout the whole thing. Just yeah. so much of it. And in my backyard. And uh, it looks nice. It just yeah, it improves good. the leaves. It, sure. it improves the leaves. That's exactly it's it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm looking up a hell house in Ohio. I believe there's one in Canal Winchester. Um, God awful falafel in the chat said I missed a Halloween as a kid because it snowed. Very common. Um, when I was a kid in Ohio, that you'd buy one of those plastic suits that just had like a plastic mask, like a Ninja Turtles. And then it would be like 35 out. And so my mom would make me wear my snowsuit. And I had this like uh, Michelangelo costume. I was so fucking excited about it. I made her drive around the entire city to get it. And I put it over my snowsuit and the crotch just ripped like all the way up. And it was just fucking destroyed. Damn. Like immediately. I was just bawling immediately. Yeah. It looks like there's one called Seven Floors of Hell and... Beria, Ohio. Good lord. But that might actually be the one where they're like, if you make it through this, or the rumored one. I don't think if you make it through it, there's money, you know? The lawyers, I don't don't believe those exist. 
Oh, this is a ripoff. It's five haunted houses in one location. You can go to the cemetery, the circus rejects, the mental ward, the catacombs, or the butcher shop. But that usually just... It, yeah, they know. took one big experience and chopped it up. And then charge you for each one of them. Yeah. I don't think there's a hell house in town anymore. I think they that documentary... We ran Christianity out of town. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We did. I mean, it's, you know, it's what we do, so... Yeah, yeah, man. It would. I would love to go to the Christian haunted house. I think that would be really fucking fun. Let's. Uh, I'll put the call out. See who local has one. Yeah. See if somebody can find a Christian haunted house. Me and Brad will fucking go. You know where they should have a Christian haunted house? The Evolution Museum or the museum down there in Kentucky. They should the have creation. a haunted house. The Creation Anti Evolution. Yeah, they should have one down there. That would be pretty fucking gnarly. I would go to that. So, yeah, I mean, I should go to one again, I think. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I would, I, I guess I could go with you. You're the only other person I know that would go. Yeah. And uh, also, my anxiety is a lot higher than it was back then. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Test it. But I mean, sharpen it, your blade. It takes me longer to come down now. Yeah, I mean, we were. I, I was literally like, <sighs> it was so wild at the end. It just was so exhilarating. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man, we've had a we 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 had a good run this week. We had a uh, that yeah, show. This is my big COVID week. This is what I'm, I'm trying to get COVID the most this week. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm trying to work the most this week. I have a lot of work to do this week. Philly show, or I'm sorry, uh, Pittsburgh show, uh, Haunted House, and then tomorrow is Megadeth in Cincinnati. I can't fucking wait. Megadeth, Lame of God, Trivium, uh, our good friend Paulo Gregoletto from Trivium hooked us up, hooked me up. Hooked Brad up. <laughs> I couldn't do it because I have to record a podcast. So I'm driving down to Cincinnati and then driving back in the middle of the night and <laughs> taking my daughter to school. <laughs> well i mean what are you gonna do you know you gotta I, you, make it work yeah i always did i i always like no i didn't I'm, I'm well there was a period of time where i had to drive my wife to work every morning oh yeah and i would stay up all fucking night then drive her to work and then come home and try to go back to sleep and it was just such a hassle yeah and then you wake up at two o'clock in the afternoon so didn't like that yeah, it's gonna, it's worth it though, because I mean, if he plays angry again or he trust, will. he will. Or uh, what's yours? Crush him. Crush him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he's gonna play crush him, but if he it's does, man, reason. I'll be jealous that you yeah. saw crush him. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be weeping if he plays angry again. He will. That's a single. Either I have 140 songs that I like from Megadeth on my Spotify. What? I've liked 140 songs by Megadeth. If you pull up the artists and look at the ones I gave hearts to, I there's 140. So I don't know what the playlist could be. I'm kind of too deep in. Like, whatever they play is going to be the best I've ever heard. You might be, like, up there with the <laughs> biggest Megadeth fans in the world because nobody faves songs like that. Yeah, I'm, I was impressed. The first concert I ever went to was a uh, 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 Fear Factory Flotsam and Jetsam, Corn and Megadeth. All right. And uh, we were not there to see Megadeth. We were there to see Corn. Right. And uh, we got there, and there was a, a a guy in a motherfucking had a motorcycle cut on, 
And he just fucking looked at me and he was like, are you excited for Megadeth? And I was like, well, I'm here for corn. And then he called me names that I can't say on the podcast anymore. <laughs> That's cool, man. Sure. <laughs> That's how you know people are. That's how you know it's a good fan base. Also got yelled at as I we were walking Passionate. out a little bit. You know, uh-huh. I got yelled at by Megadeth fans, Slayer fans. I was like really into getting yelled at by fans of bands. Well, that was the East. That was the Bay Area thing. Is like everybody else sucks and is posers. Yeah, and I was into the other polar opposite of that kind yeah. of music. You were yeah. taking. Yeah, you were slowly like putting them out of their misery. Yeah. We would no longer be listening to them anymore. Ruining their lives because I was listening to this (laughs) hip-hop influent shit. Yeah. What the hell, man? No riffs. No riffs. No, uh, I'm sorry. only riffs. No solos. Oh, yeah. No solos at all, ever. I mean, I still am like that. I'm going to fucking melt from those solos. I'm going to just be a skeleton there in the front row. Yeah, that'll be tight. I'm glad you're getting to see Megadeth. I think that's really like... A culmination of... uh, COVID. Of an experience, yeah. This is like the button on everything. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. be weeping. I'm yeah. going to be showing Dave my tits and yeah. everything, throwing my underwear on stage. Yeah. Yeah, man. You can call your wife, when it, your ex-wife, <laughs> when it's over and it's like, you told me that Megadeth wasn't shit. Well, guess what, man? He fucking rocked the whole house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm standing in front of my, uh, my uh, hand-painted car right now. I'm feeling the best. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know what I found today? Uh, the air check from the time I was guest DJ on CD 101. Where, where at? In Columbus, Ohio, for one hour. They do a guest DJ thing on there. And they did a thing in May called guest DJ every day in the month of May. Uh, so usually it was just an hour on Friday, guest DJ, Friday, one hour, noon to one. Uh but in May, they do every day, and I got to do Sunday, which is like, they <laughs> they didn't really believe in me, I guess. Um, but I got to do Sunday and play 10 songs. And uh, all I can remember is, and it's only because it's so out of character. Well, there's a couple I remember, but it's very out of character for me. I played a Tool song. I played Stink Fist, because that's the only Tool song I like. Uh-huh. And uh, I played Girl, You Have No Faith in Medicine by the white stripes and american music by violent femmes those are the three songs i remember yeah no not great songs i agree but i was uh um i i'm i might look into seeing because i remember the last time i tried to listen to it was kind of fucked up i might see if somebody can restore that and then get it into an mp3 what's an air check it's just the parts where i talk into the songs oh but it's not the songs it's not the song. It's we just, could add the songs later, though. We could definitely add the songs once we turned it into a digital file. I'm really... It's, what's I don't, it on a tape? Yeah, it's on a tape. It was 2003. Um, which still sounds weird to have it on a tape. <laughs> like in 2003, it was still not cassette tape time. CD burning was not the most stable, I don't think. That's true. That's true. But um, I just want to hear how nervous I sound. Yeah, I remember fucking sitting down in that studio and looking around like, holy shit, I'm in a radio studio. And then also I sat down and I talked and I could hear my voice coming through the headphones, which we don't even do to this day on this show. And uh, that kind of freaked me out a little bit. And then when it was over. 
the DJ was like, yeah, you got a really good radio voice. I think you could really uh, figure out how to do radio. Um, and I was like, wow. Oh, man, you know, that's really cool. So then I sent her an email like two weeks later, like what would what would be a way to get into radio? And she never responded to me and then, <laughs> I had to figure it out on my own because she was just being nice. You say that everybody. Yeah, yeah. She's just being nice. She wanted to tell me I had a good radio voice. and But uh, yeah, that was maybe where I got bit by the bug. Because, yeah, that was about probably when I got bit by the bug to do something like this. And now I do it. So, Congratulations. And I'll bet you she doesn't do it anymore. So, boom. Uh, we got a full queue. Let's get them. People want to talk. Let's get them on the phone. First one here, I believe, is Kudzu Gardens. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, yo, what's up? This is Kudzu Gardens, the squad, y'all. How you doing? Great. How are you, Kudzu? That's right, Kudzu, like the plant, the vine that ate the south. Okay. Well, what's going on? Man, I'm, I'm just so I'm so happy to hear y'all's voices, man. I've been wanting to call in since like Tuesday. I got a I got a uh, I got um, my painting taken down in a public space because it was controversial, and uh, ended up just stirring up a whole bunch of trouble and talking to the news and all kinds of shit, man. So uh, yeah, I had a crazy week. What happened? Uh, uh, so, what was the yeah. picture? I guess I ask what the picture is first. Okay, okay. I signed up for this event to paint uh, a mural on September 11th. Um, it's oh, at no. this uh, nonprofit park. Uh, it's this nonprofit like park thing in our in our city, Winston Salem, North Carolina, uh, and there's about. Um, 10 artists, each one has a little section of this wall to paint something. And I got the idea to paint uh, the mascot of Wake Forest University, which is a demon deacon. I don't know. Are you familiar with this logo in, in Ohio? Do you know this thing? I'm looking it up right now. Demon Deacon. Are, can yeah. you, okay. are you on speaker? This are you on speakerphone? No, I'm on like a ear. I'm on a Bluetooth. Can you put the phone up to your? Because it's tough to hear. Sorry. Totally. I hate to ask. Well, the chat mentioned it. No, yeah, no, no, no. Is that is that better? Way better. Way better. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Cool. Sorry about that. No um, problem. Yeah, so the Demon Deacon is a mascot that originated when a frat boy dressed up like a Baptist preacher, and they decided to run with that at this private school. This school is a giant gentrifying force in our city. They buy up property. Uh, they raise the cost of rentals. We have folks who are like coming to our city to buy up property to flip those properties specifically to cater to students and medical professionals for the hospital. And it's caused a lot of evictions and stuff. So my piece was going to be the demon deacon with as kind of like a robber baron. Um, 
with a big sack of money and uh, he's like stepping on houses. And, and uh, I had this, you know, they, Wake Forest has this, has this stencil of Deke Town all over downtown. And it's, and it's almost like they're trying to rebrand our city. And so I put that in the piece. And um, so I worked on it a couple days. Uh, I got a text message on Tuesday from the curator that was just like, hey, this, this has to come down. The CEO of our group is, is, is not okay with this. And um, so this event's biggest sponsor was a company called Verger, which is like, they're like a capital wealth management company and their biggest client is Wake Forest. So that, that probably has something to do with it. But so anyway, I was pretty I was pretty bummed about it, but then I was like, wait a minute, you know, fuck it. Like, I'm, I'm a millennial. I'm just going to blow this shit up on TikTok. And that's what happened. And um, I ended up doing, like, five press interviews. Uh, it's really blown up. This is, like, a huge conversation happening about gentrification and Wake Forest in my city right now. And, uh, you know, it's just, like, humbling and cool to be a part of that. So it's been, it's been nuts. It's been That's a great. fucking crazy job. week, actually. I mean, it doesn't even sound like <laughs> yeah. the community was pissed off at you. Dude, the community loves it. They're all they I mean, even like even like neo-lib like woke capitalists downtown hate this expansion of this, you know, fucking monstrosity, you know? Yeah, yeah. I believe so. it. I mean, especially in that it's a private college. So do you just think that this dude who's like a CEO of a wealth management firm, he's probably just a guy that went there, right? To, to the school, to Wake Forest? Yes. Probably. Um, the guy who made me take it down is the CEO of like a nonprofit that, that like owns this park. And uh, it's very shady, like, where, where their money comes from and what they actually do for the community. Um, they have an art gallery, but obviously they have certain rules about what you can say and what you can't. And um, those were not made clear. In fact, I was able to provide to, like, local press screenshots of me getting approval for this from the curator before I even put it on the wall. So... Like, all around, this group really fucked up. Like, they drew so much attention to it. They looked like such assholes. And, it, it, and you know, I've gotten way more attention than I've ever had in my whole life, which is <laughs> fucking bizarre. How great is but, it? Uh, is it fun? <laughs> it's really weird. Is it fun, though? It's a little fun, bit fun? It's, like, crazy. Like, I have... It's, it's nuts, man. Like, I haven't... Like, normally, I, like, I always have a podcast in my ear, and I'm just, like, listening to a podcast... I can't even fucking hear what's going on in podcasts. My mind is like thinking about the shit that I said to the Winston-Salem Journal or whatever. Like this week has just been like, oh, I can't, I can't get my mind to chill out from all this shit. I do that. No matter how much weed I smoke, uh, you know? (laughs) I mean, Kudzu, this is, you're having a, a totally reasonable response. Every time I do any kind of an interview with, a legit like news source. I mean, if I do a podcast, I don't really worry about it. Cause I'm really, I'm, I, I'm good at knowing what to say when I'm on a podcast, 
But like when you do like a, a news hit so somebody could write an article about you or something. I mean, I obsess over it too. Like, did I say something stupid? Did I did I fuck up in this conversation? Right. Like and and like the the thing is like I, I it, only, yeah. It hit me. I got hit when somebody asked me to do a piece about they were doing a piece about people who wouldn't vote for Joe Biden. Uh or but wanted to vote for Bernie Sanders and and they like they did a piece about me or not about me it was just about a bunch of people but they got me on it and like uh once they published the article it made me sound like a whiny baby um i mean i didn't really care but <laughs> but people were so like mad at me i would say that on your side of this it's like I don't think anybody could ever possibly be mad at you for this. It's great. It's a gift. It's yeah, a fucking you want. gift. And like, I've had, I've, I've had hundreds of people in my inbox telling me I can paint my shit on their wall. I've had people buy paintings from me this, this fucking week. Uh, it's, oh, it's just man. been crazy. Like I did say one, I did have one stupid interview where like, it was with uh, our local NPR, and um, oh, no. <laughs> I just like lost the thread for a minute, and like, and like went on like a loop where like I just kind of repeated myself. Uh, man, it's, I'll have to send you the clip. It's like, but otherwise, it's, it's you know nothing too cringy. Just uh, just kind of lost my train of thought for a minute with that NPR guy, but uh, perfectly acceptable. Otherwise, it's been pretty all right. Yeah, yeah, that is great. I, I congratulations. I think I, like a, I think I think I was in like a thanks, man. Yeah, I think I was in like an Aldi parking lot when I did that interview, and I was really distracted. And uh, so anyway, but whatever. It, it Dude, that's an fine. incredible. I, I'm <laughs> looking at I'm looking at the uh, mural. It's really cool. It looks really good. Have you seen thanks, it, bro? Man. It did look good. It's thanks, really bro. good. Before it got covered up. Yeah, they ended up covering yeah. it up, but I think it it's looks gonna, great. Um, thanks, man. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I have a local business I'm talking to that is gonna do a big party for it. It's gonna have press and some punk bands, so I'm gonna put it on the side of their building pretty soon. Oh uh, hell yeah! So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be dope. This is great. This is really fucking cool. Yeah. I'm I'm like uh, I'm real happy for you. That is like, I mean. I mean, you did a good, you did a good painting. It's getting out there and, uh, you know, maybe, I mean, your art's going to be all over. Is it Winston-Salem? You're in Winston-Salem? Yeah, that's right. Y'all listen to this, this, this professional football player. I don't know sports or, or anything, but somebody else texted me. This pro football player, Chris Harrison fucking retweeted two of the news stories about, about this. Nice. So it's, it's been, it's been, and then, he, and then he followed me on Twitter, which was great. That's the first, I mean, except for y'all, that's the first famous person I think that's ever followed me. So, <laughs> We're not know. technically famous. We're not really famous though. So that's just, <laughs> but oh, come on, yeah, man. it's good. It's come good on. also to get people to think about stuff. It's good to just throw the word gentrification in their face. Just, it, I mean, if if that's what they're doing, right? Yeah. Say it out loud because they have to deal with it then. Because they get away with this stuff by just 
saying we've got new development or just avoiding it. No one, everyone's like, I think this is going to be good for the community. And then like, they don't talk to the community. They don't have anything to do with the community. I'll tell you what, what really irritates right. me about this the most is that like, I know the kind of gentrification a university does to a city, right? And for it to be a private yeah. university is even like sicker than even being a state university, right? Because oh, you yeah. like the state I, I mean, listen to this, man. It, well, well, it's like you have to stay in the dorms the first two years that, that you go there. So the cost of tuition for the first two years to the school is a quarter of a million dollars. Um, and, wow. and they're real slick too. The way that they get away with gentrification is they contribute lots of money to the city and get the city to do things like, you know, plow university parkway through a low income neighborhood, which was, those are the Thurman Boston neighborhoods, uh, in our city. Um, so, you know, they're able to really obfuscate blame by putting it onto the city and, I mean, it's a really complex issue. I've been doing work with housing justice here in my city, and so this became an important topic for me to talk about. And obviously, it's important to the rest of the city, which is really dope. And I mean, I fucking couldn't wait to talk to you guys about it. I, was, I mean, at first, I was so bummed because it was getting taken down, and then it just blew up out of control. And I was like, oh, this is really cool, actually. Like, Hell the best yeah. possible outcome. Yeah, yeah. this is great. <laughs> yeah. I'd be so goddamn happy if, I mean, you, you made the right people angry and you made the right people happy with your art. I mean, I don't think you could ask for a better result. Right. It's, it, it's, uh, it's like a once in a lifetime, like golden ring, you know, that, that you just have to like grab onto. So hell yeah, we'll see. Well, congratulations. Man, I'll, make it, I'll make it off here so other folks can call. Yeah, thank yeah. you, man. Thanks so much for taking my call and talking to me. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for calling. Oh, yeah, That's check awesome. Out my at Kudzu under, yeah, yeah. Kudzu underscore gardens on Instagram and, and uh, TikTok, too, I think. Sweet. All right. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate Peace. you all. Yeah. Kudzu underscore gardens. That was fucking cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It's very easy to just paint something that offends them I mean, and then they make it into a bigger deal than just letting people look at a fucking monopoly guy you know wake forest dude you, uh, demon deacon or whatever he offend is. one guy yeah and they, they're like you gotta take it down like who is that fucking guy whoa <laughs> woo sorry let's get this next call <laughs> that, that was, was stupid. scary uh, it was interesting I thought it was going to hit Jason on the head. It did kind of look like it was going to happen. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, is it me? Yep. You would know. Hey, hey, this is uh, John from Texas. How are you What's doing? up? What's up, John from Texas? Uh, I have a story. It's kind of, it's, it's not a dare officer, but it's dare officer at Jason. Okay. And it's, just, it's a story that I learned a few weeks ago, and I can't stop thinking about it. Um, so when I was a kid, I lived in like the Austin area, and there was this guy who would come and do assemblies at our school, okay. and he was a rapping police officer yeah. called Police Ike. 
What? 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 Right? Police? What? Ice? And police ice. Like police like vanilla ice. ice, but but he's but he's yeah. police. Was he a white guy? Yeah. Okay. Oh, he uh. Police, I don't. I don't ice, believe ice. so. I'm not. I'm not sure. Um. But he would do these presentations about how we were little kids and gangs wanted us to do drive-bys for them and how to stay away from violence and how to just dance instead of being in gangs or whatever. Um, and I saw him a few times through my like elementary school career. And I started thinking about him a little while ago and I had to, I, I did some Googling on him and I found an art, an interview where he gives his like origin story. Right. Um, yeah, I'm looking at pictures of him. Illuminating. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. You got it. <laughs> he looks um, like exactly what you would think so I, a, a police ice looks like when police ice got cold. Yeah, he's a he's a cool he's a cool rapping police officer, and he says that his character is because rap music scares kids about cops, and so he's a cop that's like cool and and raps and shit. Right. Okay, that's but, cool. I guess. So there's this. <laughs> So there's this interview and he talks about like what incited him to want to do more outside of just being a cop, like what, what he was going to like, you know, that he had a mission. Um, and so his story is that he goes to a bust at, at like, like a drug bust at these people's house and him and some other cops go in and they, they break the door down and they have the parents arrested and he's going through the house like sweeping the house and he boots a door open and he says, there's a six year old boy on the other side of the door. Right. So he kicks this door open and sends this fucking little kid flying across the room. Um, and he said that they made him so upset and he felt really bad. And then he goes, and my thought was that I couldn't believe that this kid's parents would, would take the actions that would make me do this. There, <laughs> there he is. That, that picture's solid. That, yeah, it was justified because really those parents made him do that shit, right? Dude. Oh and my God. Just, this this reminds whenever me. Whenever I think about cops. I got to tell you, this actually reminds me of uh, yeah. um, of back when I was the at the cable company. Uh, they used to say sometimes when you go okay. to turn off the cable, kids will be crying, and it's like it's the parents' fault that the cable's getting turned off, not yours. And yeah. uh, so don't feel bad for exact- them. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, there you go. And I just every time I think about cops after I've read this story, I'm just like, when people are like, "Oh, we've got to be able to reach them, and there's got to be a way that we can work with," you know, like live shit about cops. I'm just like, no, these are people that will like kick a kid across the room and be like, well, you shouldn't have done drugs because you made me do that to your kid. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't know. I just can't. Yeah, <laughs> That's incredible. Story, but I just we got a picture of them. Something about the like police mindset. We got a, yeah, for sure. I we got a picture of them in, uh, on the stream. And, uh, the first comment is looks exactly like I imagined. <laughs> Like he just looks exactly yeah, like no, what I'm you would think Twitch right now. That is, <laughs> yeah, no, he was that guy, and he would come out with his yeah his sunglasses and his fucking cop shit, and like dance on the tables and like you know teach us how to how to be cool and respect police instead of 
instead of joining gangs and killing our friends. I think I'm going to have to, on Wednesday, play a Police Ice song on the show. That's a good idea. I'm putting that right now in God, the dock. If you can find it, I would fucking love that. I think there are some. <laughs> I'm, I'm on a video. Please. Yeah, okay. there's videos on here. So we yes will... to your future, too smart to start. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, those are right. The one future. I remember was Don't Fight, Just Dance. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's a good. good yeah. yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. But don't I mean, fight the dance with a big hit. Yeah. yeah, I mean that should be for cops too. Yeah, no, I I agree, but not like not like he means it. No, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for calling. So, yeah, no, that, thanks for hipping story. us. I just, I just can't. Yeah. Thanks for hipping us to police ice. No problem. Have a good night. <laughs> no problem, man. Great. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Take care. I'm typing police ice into the show notes doc right now. Um, Maris Reynard in the chat says they grew up in Austin and this guy did the dare graduation at the big football stadium with four other schools. He's hot pursuit. Yeah, he's hot pursuit. He's Texas's hot pursuit. Austin which yeah. was our uh rock and roll band. Yeah. And they played a, a guitar that looked like a gun. Right. And uh, you know, pretty scary. I, I I guess. I don't know. I can't imagine why they would let them have a like they can't have that guitar still. It looked like an AK forty seven. Cops are allowed to use guns though. They use them right. In yeah. the that's like the American kayfabe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill Mumphreys wants to know uh, if there's if there's any host you never want to listen to, to again after Shocktober. Oh, uh, I mean, I'm not doing Tom Likas this year, and uh, um. Yeah. You like it, really, you're saying? You like it all? No, I don't. None of them are. None of them are offensive in that way of, like, not being able to listen. I've said this before that, like, they're entertainers. Right. So listening to the shows is, like, entertaining. They can get a flow going. They can get a little roll going. It's not all drivel. Yeah, you might even get a laugh or two. Sure. Uh, I ha- I did not enjoy listening to Opie and Anthony this year. Though. So there's that. I, oh, uh, that's a new yeah, revelation. I, yeah, I didn't have a lot of fun listening to them. So, But that's because I have Howard Stern and uh, Ron and Fez this year, which is stuff that I love to listen to. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, there's the answer. Go. Next call. Yeah. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hi, this is Bear from Georgia. What's up, Bear? How's it going? It's going well. It's going pretty well. Just got off of work not too long ago. New job? Yeah, I uh, picked up a server job with Chili's. Man, this this dude can get a job. Like he's a he's a guy that gets a job. Nobody like nobody's. I never heard of somebody get a job that fast. But I mean, I guess it's at Chili's. Yeah, but uh, how is Chili's? Well, oh, it's actually a great job. Everyone there is super chill, super understanding. Um, I've shown up to work, boys, uh, once now, and it's been pretty all right. Like nobody even noticed, so that's great. <laughs> nobody knows you were late. Well, nobody knows I was late, but nobody knows I was high as fuck either. So, oh, blazed, <laughs> blazed. Okay, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine anybody would notice that at, at Chili's. I mean, 
Maybe if you forgot a bunch of stuff, but uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have the chilies. Everybody shows up sober. They're suspect. Yeah, it doesn't. Fe- you're right. It doesn't feel like a lot of people. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like a lot of people uh, come in sober at Chili's. But uh, so uh, what's up, Bear? What's going on? Uh, nothing too much is going on right now. But I was calling to follow up my Trump-themed coffee shop cliffhanger that I left on last week. Oh yes. Yeah. What can you tell us the name of it or is that too much? Okay, I uh I feel comfortable too because it's a even though it is a small company, they do a lot of like shipping stuff. So some of you might have actually heard of it. It's Thrasher Coffee Co. Oh, Thrasher Coffee Co. Thrasher Coffee Co. Trying to think of how that becomes Trump, but uh uh uh, so you worked at their coffee shop though. Yeah. So I worked at their coffee shop and I was responsible for being uh, a barista, keeping shit clean. And I also had to bag and, uh, like send out and export a bunch of like beans in these Trump themed bags to different houses. Cool. Their website says fueling the cause for conservatism, looking for an alternative to liberal <laughs> coffee. How about a shot of robust American coffee coursing through your red-blooded conservative veins? <laughs> liberal coffee. I'm tired of this liberal coffee. It's too, ex- too accepting. They haven't updated their website at all, apparently. No, they got Border Blend. Uh, that's on sale for twelve ninety five. so probably didn't sell too well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oof. Okay. All right. We would never be able to sell the border blend unless there was like multiple sales running. Nobody would ever fucking buy it. I wonder why they don't like the border blend. Just dark. It's dark. I don't like dark roast myself. So I know how it feels. Uh uh. So who does like dark roast? Who? Yeah, who? Is there anybody? I Me. Any good barista should. I mean, yeah, I think that's like the barista uh, choice. Her. It's not for guys like me who like just like coffee because it gets you moving. Sure. It gets your blood a pumping. So uh, uh, they paid well, right? You said they paid well. So uh, they paid well in the beginning, right? I mean, paid well still isn't well. I mean, it's a conservative <laughs> coffee shop in Georgia, but it was yeah. the best paying job I had at the time. It was a, uh, it was ten dollars an hour. Okay, all right. All well, right. their their decaf is called Sleepy Joe decaf. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden, not yeah, yeah. Sleepy Joe. The 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 you, you got to pull the label for that. The amount of detail put into it is insane. Right, yeah, because it's Kamala Harris sitting at a uh, in the Oval Office with a Chinese flag <laughs> behind her and an American flag oh, behind God. her, and Joe's sitting in a chair next to the uh, desk, and he's got a mask hanging from his ear, and he's just like sleeping. It says Z Z Z. So <laughs> it's the Sleepy Joe blend. Uh, so one of listen to the you got to hear this. Uh, this is the description of Sleepy Joe blend. One of the one of President Trump's many talents was labeling his political opponents with hilarious nicknames: Crooked Hillary, Crooked Hillary, Low Energy Jeb, Lion Ted, and the list goes on. 
call it political theater, but there's more than just a grain of truth in these labels. They hit a little too close to home, especially Sleepy Joe. So uh, that's the blend you're getting is, you know. Yeah. They, <laughs> they injected all of that. They injected all of their hatred for Joe Biden into the bean. They roasted it in. It's like the Metallica whiskey. Right. They played Trump calling Joe Biden Sleepy Joe into the container. As and, it uh, roasted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how was so, the job? So let me see. All right. So first of all, their actual coffee, like their beans, we got them roasted by some local coffee roasters that are actually like super high quality. So as far as like the like how good the coffee is, it was like amazing coffee. It was probably the best coffee I've ever had. Don't do that. You don't have to do that. Yeah, I mean you do though. You no, no. I mean it's 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 true. I mean I'm not gonna listen. I'm not gonna rep them, but Aroma Ridge, good coffee roasters. They make Aroma good stuff. Ridge. All right, we ordered okay. from them. We just and relabeled it. It's good coffee. Order from Aroma Ridge. Don't go from uh, don't go from Prasher, obviously. Thrasher sells That's, a shirt that says um, viruses come and go. Loss of freedom is forever. <laughs> yeah, I saw the Sons of Trump coffee too. Yeah. That had like it was a Sons of Anarchy. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Trump people probably most of them like Sons of Anarchy too. Yeah. And want to be in the Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> so was it really a bad place to work or was it like because I remember last week we were saying you were probably, for lack of a better term, a diversity hire, like diversity of opinions hire. Yeah, so like all of my coworkers were super nice to me. Uh, they went super easy on me. Uh, just extremely kind people that actually worked there. But I would regularly just have to deal with like customers that would come in and clearly didn't want any part of me. Uh, did not like who it was. Most of our regulars were all right, but like anybody I didn't that like didn't know me upon walking the door. Like I've had people walk back out and then like check back a few hours later after some different cars are out there to hope that somebody else was working. Weird. Well, and I mean Bear looks like a hippie, right? Or no, Bear, you're Bear, you're trans, right? Well, I mean, I'm non-binary, uh, but I'm non-binary. pretty masculine, so okay. I just look like a hippie. Oh yeah, well, I, I I was on your page, and yeah, you're a you you look kind of like a hippie, and uh, if I was conservative, I mean, it's weird. Like, who cares? Who's I guess like they're trying to avoid you. <laughs> like they're coming to that Thrasher Coffee Company to not see people that look like hippies. Yeah, they're they're coming there specifically to avoid all of the actual coffee people. So when they walk <laughs> in and they see a coffee person, you know, one of the liberal coffee uh, proprietors, they're like, ah, shit, got to go somewhere else now. Yeah, but, they know you're not going to let them put Christmas on the cups. Yeah, yeah. Did you like, were you the only person there that was like, looked in any way, not like, like what a stereotypical conservative would look like? Um, none of us, I would say, really looked like a stereotypical conservative, uh, but we all looked pretty neutral, except for me. I looked way more like a hippie than anyone else. Everyone else looked like they, they could be anywhere on the spectrum, you know? Okay. There wasn't a whole lot of, like, 
Patriot hats or like uh, Confederate flags or anything weird like that. It was just really neutral stuff. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, um, so the customers hated you. <laughs> there, there was one time, the funniest story that I have from a customer is it was, uh, it was in like March. So it was still pretty cold down here. And I was wearing a, one of my IWW hoodies, right? Uh, and it says something about like, you know, solidarity forever on the back of it. Very obviously, uh, the workers union, uh, merchandise. And this guy walked in and he asked me to make his drink. And while I'm making it after he had paid for it, he was just staring at my back and he's just like, so, uh, what's that for? And I was just like, Oh, it's for the industrial workers of the world. You know, it's the, the biggest labor union, blah, blah, blah. I give the spiel. And then he just like walks out before getting his drink. He's just done. He's just like, I'm not having it. And I didn't know what to do with it. I was like, okay. Uh, he just would have nothing to do with it. And then he wow. left a review later that day complaining about the uh, communist working to stand there. And uh, I, I didn't even know what to say to it. Like, I don't know, man. I literally really just bad because you're, I mean, he, all, because you have an opinion, but I guess he's like, if you're running a fucking conservative coffee shop, everybody has to be conservative. Yeah, we gotta look out for our own. Yeah. Yeah. But what if you can't find any conservatives to well, work there? Conservatives don't want to do that job. I guess. Yeah. They, I mean, otherwise there would be more conservatives at coffee shops when you go to them. Every every single uh, person that worked there that had actual strong opinions, they they fucking were on their way out the door because they had other careers that they were building up because they thought that being a barista like wasn't good enough for them. Yeah, that I mean, that is like exactly that. That's like uh, uh, the conservative types aren't happy to be in a service position. So yeah, for sure. Uh, um. So, uh, was the work a pain in the ass or was it like, uh, uh, were the people cool Did did, did, uh, did people leave you a bunch of work to do? Because that's what I'm curious about with the conservatives. Like, were they doing their side work and stuff like that? <laughs> so side work and stuff that was actually left for me was like, fine. Like I never had to do much of shit there. I mean, we would always, like, everyone would find something that they didn't like doing and they'd blow off and somebody else would kind of pick it up. So we all worked together pretty well in that aspect. But every time the owners came in, they'd point out stuff, like, specifically for me that I had to, like, do. And they were, like, blaming me for not getting done. Which, to be fair, wasn't a lie because the owners didn't want to have, like, an actual company that they were involved with. They just wanted, like, nine the laborist income, you know, they just wanted like something supplementary on the side from their other companies. Yeah. 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 For sure. Somebody in chat, capitalism hater said a kitchen filled with small business owners and one cook. <laughs> <laughs> well, bear, it's always good to hear from you. Uh, please stay in touch. We really want to know how Chili's goes because, uh, I think you're the first person that's ever called that works at Chili's. I might have remembered that. I would feel like I would that would stick out. But oh, yeah. yeah, no Chili's service. I remember a person that works at Chili's. For sure. 
Because we don't get a lot of people that serve at the big what chains. What's the food policy? Like, what's on the books and what does the staff do? Oh, no. Uh, fuck. I mean, like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just pretty standard restaurant stuff. I mean, unless you're asking, like, what type of food we have. No, no, uh, no. no. Like, are you allowed? Here? Are you allowed to have free food? Oh, I mean, like, am I allowed? No. Do we all do it anyways? Yeah. Like, okay. there's already been comments made by managers that, like, good employees get to steal. Like, it's, everybody knows. Nobody fucking cares. Okay. Yeah, I mean, manager, a manager at Chili's, at least the main one that you're going to run into, is going to be cool. I mean, all my managers, yeah. like, under the district manager or whatever, at Chuck E. Cheese at McDonald's at places like that. They were generally like really cool dudes or or women or non-binary people, but they were cool. Just meaning like drink and do drugs a lot. Yeah, and didn't really bust your balls that much about anything. Like I don't I don't remember them like yelling at me that much. I just remember a lot of like uh I just remember that there were a lot of people that that the general manager, the one up from them, was mean. Always. Yeah. But like those shift managers, I always thought were just like basically you, except for they tell you what your side work is, basically. No, they're usually pretty shitty people. They yeah. usually shouldn't be in charge of anybody. <laughs> yeah, I, yes, they shouldn't be in charge of anybody for sure. No, nah, everyone here is super chill, except for this one manager. He's kind of like... He's kind of a douche to some people, but he's super nice to me for whatever reason. I don't know. He just he just likes me a lot. That's good. So I get off pretty easy uh, as long as our district manager isn't there. I haven't met her yet, but uh, I've heard some serious shit talked about her. So all right, oh, we'll no. see. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, thanks for calling in, Bear. We love you. Uh, hope you guys do. <laughs> oh, he couldn't, they couldn't say it. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. I know. I do that who, aren't, to, who aren't ready to say it. I do that to people all the time. I uh-huh. say I love you. And like it is roughly about 50% of the time they'll either be like, I love you too. Or yeah. they are weirded out by it, which I understand because it's a weird thing to say. Uh, I have a weird problem where I can't say I love you to somebody because it's such a loaded thing. And then I try to explain my emotions in way more flowery language. And I'm like, I love you is worth way less than what I'm saying to you right now. <laughs> you say, you know what I mean? I grew up with this fucking guy next door who I, I'm dating this girl and like... um we had just had a, a situation where we had just uh, had sex and we'd only been together for like two weeks. We'd had it more than just that one time, but we had only been together for two weeks. We're 16 years old. She says, I love you. Uh, I am like this weird thing in my mind where it's like, you don't say that unless you mean it sort of thing. Uh-huh. So I'm just like, you want to go out and like smoke a cigarette or something like that. I, I remember exactly. That's exactly what I said. You want to go out and smoke a cigarette. So I go home and I'm having a conversation with this guy that grew up next door to me. His name was Trent. Uh, and he's like, you know, I've, I don't think he'd ever had sex, but he was like, you know, if you really run into a problem like that, the, the best way to handle that is to say elephant shoe. And I was like, what? And he was like, elephant shoe. 
it sounds like I love you too. And I was like, first of all, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Second of all, it's the same end. It, yeah. She just thinks you said I love you. It's not a fucking magic word. Like, no, baby, I said olive juice. Yeah. I didn't say that at all. No, I said we need to get olive juice. It's maybe one of the top worst pieces of advice anybody's ever given me on a relationship. I wouldn't trust any 16-year-old on any relationship advice, I think. I think we we're 18. No, we're I wouldn't 16. trust we anybody. Yeah. And he was probably 14. Yeah, so. no teens at all. Elephant shoe, man. Elephant shoe. Elephant shoe. It makes sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. In your heart, if you're like trying to stay, if you know you didn't say it, you didn't say it. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's that's true. Capitalism. Hey, or, or somebody in the chat said Riku213 said sovereign citizen talk. Absolutely. That's exactly what it is. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, is this Brett and Brian? This is. Who's this? Us. Hey, this is Drake with Computron, and I'm wondering if you have any big IT projects in the horizon. No. You, no. Maybe. I don't know. Do you have any uh, uh, IT <laughs> help you could give us? <laughs> yeah, sorry. The, the bit's over. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, Brian's was not good with bits. No, I'm not. Well, what's up? <laughs> well, I, I wanted to talk about my, my previous life as an IT sales rep. And, nice. um, you know, just uh, more so the insane, like, motivational tactics, prospecting tactics, and organizational structures that you'd see to try and just will dollars that weren't there. Uh, so you do this over the phone? Yep. Um, and like, well, no, 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 no. I was in person too. I oh, mean, that really? Kind of like the fun part of the job. Yeah. So, did you have an appointment? So the center, whole hierarchy, or did you do your own? No, I would set my own. Okay. So how did it go? But like, well, it was. You know, it, I don't do it now. Now I, I work on boats in a boatyard. It's much better work. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I graduated college, was a line cook, and, you know, knew some people back home that were working for a an IT VAR, which is a value-added reseller. Okay. So they're the people that sit, they sit between the manufacturer and the customer, right? So if, you know, Kroger wants to buy some shit from Cisco or VMware, they have to go through a middleman. Someone right? that can provide it. And like, yeah. So like, you know, Tommy at Kroger only buys from Bill at fucking Computron, right? So I got hired as one of those companies as an inside sales rep, right? And when you start out in inside sales, it's pretty much all dudes, like 24, 23, 26, and you just sit there and pound the phones. Yeah. And you try and, you know, get a big customer. And then once you have a customer that allows you to pay for yourself, um, you know, then, then you're pretty much outside of inside sales and you're an account executive, right? 
then then life becomes what it is and all the the bullshit that comes along with it but you know the first group i was hired in was called sales 2.0 right and we existed pretty much off of like manufactured dollars so all these different companies like dell and cisco and palo alto or intel or whoever you know that week or who had provided money or hp uh-huh. would come and give us a short presentation and then we'd sit there and just go hit the phones you know and try and generate these these false metrics for these manufacturers that provided money and and lunch and um you know it was it was an insane way to start start my career like right? So um, you're you're a teen doing sales? Well, kind of, right? Like they called us a team, but really it's pretty much it's like let's get ten guys to sit here and, and make calls all day. And if, you know, two of them actually land a land a customer that that becomes viable in the long term, then then the program's worthwhile. While at the same time, you know, they would they kinda had this scheme where they would tell all these different manufacturers like, Oh, we've got a team of guys dedicated to calling on so-and-so product or so-and-so service. Right. So they would get like marketing dollars. And, you know, as we came to found out, like those marketing dollars are what paid our salaries. And that's why we were sitting through like, you know, these different meetings about a different product and stuff every week. And then having these, you know, campaigns, obviously as they call them you know we're gonna have a, a campaign on the the surface pro you oh, know this next okay. week yeah i mean that is it is you know, interesting or, the way that um like they they bring young guys in and it gets competitive and then they'll just say anything to do it and it's just this really awful culture of forcing money to be spent where like it wasn't needed like not it, it's just <laughs> like peeling money off it's not, like when I worked in sales, it was very similar. I remember one of the guys out of our training class, he was the first one to get a sale and everybody was listening to him and he was lying to the person about what the services offered. And then we were all like, but wait, we were talking to our trainer, like, are you allowed to say that? And they're like, you know, you're not allowed to say that. And they're like, so are you going to cancel the sale? And they're like, well, no, we're not going to cancel the sale. <laughs> but just remember in the future, Robert, you can't <laughs> promise this and that. And he got he got the most sales by just telling lies you know and and, so, they, and and they couldn't tell us we right. were allowed to lie but the way that it was set up is that after you signed a client you never talked to them again yeah like you didn't follow up or anything so we would we had no idea what was happening how much we were fucking people over because they would go to customer service after that you know is that kind of standard is that like a law yeah. thing i get uh, my no. question is is it like against the law for you to lie i don't know how no works. this was like i mean this was this was kind of opposite in that, like, you'd lie to, like, get over the line and get that first sale because they're like, you know, once you get one, we're doing business. And then you, you know, you lie to get that first sale and maybe take it a loss. And then you bend over backwards to try and do things later. Right. You're ah. trying to, I'm trying to build a relationship and be, and be a client advisor. Right. I sit between <laughs> you and the manufacturer. So we can sit here and make an educated decision. Any technology you want to buy. Right, I can sit here in between and shop all the manufacturers with <laughs> you and get all the information that you need in the pricing. 
This is so, I'm going to tell you right. why this is fucking genius. Because what you really set yourself up as, you're a salesperson, right? But you are set up as a consultant. So if I'm running a small business and I'm talking to a consultant about all my technology buys, it feels like, like, uh, uh, wow, I'm a fucking big deal, man. I don't, you know, I got, I I called my consultant. Meanwhile, the consultant's on the phone, basically just saying like, you need, uh, 12 windows touchpads right now. What? Do we lose it? All right. Oh no. Skype lost it. We lost all of our callers? No, not all of our callers. All right. Just well, that caller we were talking to. I guess to. take the next call then. Uh, maybe they'll call back. Hopefully. Probably. Maybe. Yeah, that's a genius business, though. We should set up a con- consul- con- consulting firm, Brett. It's, yeah. I mean, it's all sales. I mean, like I said before, sales is forcing people to buy shit they don't need and never thought about. You know? Yeah. I just, it seems impossible for me to do because I don't know how to sell, but uh, we got to find like a sales course, right? Uh-huh. Like maybe I'll manage your callers. Maybe I'll take a sales course. It's a good Uh-oh, idea. I think Start we selling. lost everything, guys. Really? It says we're back. We're back? And we're back. Well, yeah, we can take the next call. We can take the next call. Who's on the phone tonight? Who's on the phone tonight? Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who's on the phone tonight? Hey, how's it going? This is Lucas in Connecticut. How are you guys doing? Lucas! We know you. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Uh, I gotta last tell time I called you... in uh, was before the Northeast camping trip. Hey, I gotta tell you, I gotta... Uh... I got a DM from somebody that said there was some asshole named Lucas on a Northeast uh, camping trip that said uh, uh, That's me. A, a cuss to them. <laughs> I, I I was like trying to like be funny and do a thing, but I stink at that. So uh-huh. <laughs> like make up a lie. I'm only good at telling the truth, <laughs> which is a bad trait. Uh, what's up, Lucas? How was the camping trip? The camping trip was awesome, and uh, it was a real good time. There were six of us in total, um, not all at the same time, but it was really awesome uh, getting to hang out with some uh, some internet friends in real life. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah, this this so um, this woman my wife works with is is thinking about buying a campsite or campgrounds in West Virginia, and she wants me and Brett to do a live show there. And I immediately said no. <laughs> but then Brett was like, wait a minute. People might want to come and camp. And I said, well, there better be a hotel close by. That's all. That sounds like camp. a good spot for Lonnie Palooza. Yeah. Yeah. Campgrounds, baby. I mean, I mean, that's yeah, what it's been the plan the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Campgrounds close to a hotel. No, I mean, you can get to a hotel. Five-star hotel. Four. Four. I'll do a three. What about an RV? Yes. RV, private RV with my, well, my wife doesn't have to be there if wife's aren't, if my wife's not there, but private RV would be nice. 
and then a sign that says if this rv's a knocking rocking don't come a knocking because you never know i might get frisky okay you know uh <laughs> people want to see that so it was good lucas yeah it was a awesome time it got cold at night um colder than anticipated but everyone survived no frostbite it was all good it cold it and we had the smooth it? we had the bold and smooth taste of Ivana bitch menthol tobacco flavored vodka Ooh. to keep us all warm. Did you really get some? Yeah, uh Jake from Maine pulled out a bottle and uh it was wonderful. What do you think? I was actually I'm not like a big booze guy to be honest, but like it was both smoky and smooth. Like yes. it it knocked my socks off, not going to lie. It's so crazy that Every single person who tried Ivanovich menthol tobacco flavored vodka liked it. It's, it's surprising. I know. Every, when Brett did it, I didn't trust him because Brett also likes Malort and uh, other various... Well, Cowtails. Brett, Brett doesn't not like anything. True. That's kind of the thing. He just likes everything. Uh, but once he tried it, I was like, okay. And then like... Other people tried it and they were like, oh, that's pretty good. I like it. So now I'm glad that somebody can break out a bottle of Ivanovich menthol tobacco flavored vodka like it's like it's a 10 year old champagne or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 2020, a good year. It was that 2019. <laughs> when did that when was that around? Uh it would have had to have been 2019 at the earliest but it might have been 18 i remember boss whatever boston was 29 early 2019 but we had gotten it earlier than that so yeah. it would have been 2018 yeah nick so. sent like six bottles and we're out so we're doing okay with it so it was a good time i'm i'm really happy that that happened oh wow they got a 750 milliliter bottle of ivanovich for 5.99 online that's a good deal yeah, I'll, I'll see if we can get it. Uh, so what else is up, Lucas? Uh, I got a story. Um, a lady pulled a very street fight maneuver on me uh, at the grocery store the other day, and I wanted to, to share with the street fight community. Yeah. That's so I, uh, I had like um, uh, a normal amount of groceries, and I'm, I'm standing in line. There's a lady in front of me. She's got a cart pretty fully loaded up. Um, I don't go through self-checkout because I don't work there and it's good to support people with jobs. So I tend to not do the self-checkout thing and I'm standing there waiting. She's getting her stuff scanned. She kept like looking at me, like making, uh, like just kind of glancing at me and it was, it was kind of weirding me out, but I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to do my thing and just be here. And when there was enough room on the belt, started putting my stuff up and um, as she's like finishing with the cashier, she came over to me and she was like, I'm sorry. I know this is real strange, but you look exactly like my son. And I was, I was wondering, it would, it would absolutely make my day if when I walk away, you just say, bye mom. And I was like, okay, wow. it's weird, but I'm, I'm not going to like say no to that. Like, how could I? So, yeah. uh, She's, she's walking away, and I said, bye, mom. And she said, bye, son. And she went on her way, and I was like, all right, that was weird. And I was talking to the cashier, and I was like, all right, so how's your day going? And we just jumped into convo, and he scans my stuff, and then he was like, uh, your total is 538. 
And I was like, <gasps> yes. What? Holy shit. And he was like, your, your mom said you were going to buy her groceries too. And I was like, that, but that was, no, that wasn't my mom. And he's like, she, you said bye mom. And it's, yeah, but she, she said, and I was like, okay, all this stuff, leave it. I'll be right back. And I, I go out to the parking lot and I see this lady. She was parked close to the store. She like saw me come out and she starts throwing her shit in the car. She hopped in to the driver's seat. And I was like, Hey, you, you lady, this is, I can't pay for your groceries. And she was like, I don't know who you are. Leave me alone. She's trying to close the door. So I grabbed her leg and I'm pulling her leg and I'm pulling her leg and I'm pulling your leg and I'm pulling your leg and I'm pulling your leg. Oh, oh, you pulled our leg. A couple of weeks well, ago, you said it's a good you, people like a good story, not a true story. That's a good story. People can tell other people it's a it's a good one. I mean, it is but a also, story. Like, great story. Like now you true, got it. I was getting mad at you. I was like, I have to fucking tell this guy he's an asshole for for chasing this no, lady I down. Yeah, now, yeah, I, no, and and yeah, you you can't uh, you can't open other people's car doors. Is also a story that I that I know. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's good true. one. You got us. You did. Okay. It's the first one. Two weeks in a row. Yeah. Pranks, pranks, pranks on the Street Fight Boys. I guess we're the fucking laughing stock of the internet now. Well, no, I mean, you can you can tell that to, to friends at barbecues and stuff. It, it kills in person, too, because you can really sell it. But, um, uh, well, it's a good yeah, that's, story. that's what I have. Um, oh, listen to Turnstile. If you like a hardcore band with a groove in it, Turnstile's <laughs> kind of like 90s groovy hardcore. Okay. They're pretty solid, but um, people have, told have a good me. night. Uh, All right. Have Brett, a good night. I love you. Have a good night, Luca. Peace. That's I great. love you. Love you guys later. Love y'all. That was good. Yeah, it worked. Lucas got us. That one is next time we see, next time you're standing around at a cookout, pull that out. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. I, although it's a good, it's just, it was such a good premise. Yeah. You want to believe it. And that's really what storytelling is about anyway. Yeah. I mean, again, I said this about on a Jim Brewer episode and I didn't clarify it well enough. There is a difference between telling a story and embellishing to make it more entertaining Uh and making up a story from whole cloth. Yeah. That is like, I won't do the second thing. I will yeah. do the first thing. But the second thing is just like, why not do a fictional podcast? <laughs> well, I also think that with Jim Brewer, the other thing about it is like, um, it's funny if you're telling a story and the guy drank 20 beers instead of 12, you know, or, yes. or like you embellish. But when you're talking about uh, like science and medicine and all of that, it's you can't just say... Oh, they got the vaccine and then they died from it. Yes. You know, you can't just kind of embellish that this old person died from the vaccine or whatever. Yeah. The shit. Like, you can't use it for this. You can't do that in the same way when it comes to to uh, tricking people. Yeah. That's a good point. Good point. Let's, uh, you want to take a break or uh, break breaker. the calls? We've got um, five left. All right. Well, let's take one more. Take a break. Come back and knock them out. Oh, we got the disconnected person okay thanks for calling street fight sorry you got disconnected tonight hey how's it going brett and brian uh great sorry you got disconnected there uh some something yeah i don't know the internet i don't know yeah internet cut out yeah we're gonna fix it solar flares 
No, I don't know. Ian Pauls. <laughs> so, uh, uh, um, go for it. Well, no, Brian, I, I was just telling you about how I was the middleman and, you know, any technology you want to buy, you can shop for. And that, that was our encouraged role. So, right, we were brought in to be hyper-competitive cold callers. And then once you get in with one client or two clients, then you can start to, to be that, that trusted client advisor and help them their, help their digital transformation take place. Right. Dang. And that was the kind of language that we were fed constantly. So how, and, how long did you make it? Yeah. So, well, that was a funny, that was a funny one. I did almost two years there. And then I went to go to a, a different firm in Cincinnati. And when my employer caught wind of that, they hit me with a non-compete lawsuit. What? And yeah. What? <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. So they, um, you know, part of the lawsuit was like, you know, you don't work in this industry for a year or you pay a $275,000 release fee for okay. like lost revenue huh. that, that they were going to book. Yeah. It was like the first time that anyone had ever heard of a non-compete being enforced. Um, but I, you know, I was going to a direct competitor, but I was at the time just a, a fucking dude making phone calls and got kind of railroaded and actually that led into me working at the, the first, like the first time I called street fight, I told the story about the, the manager that said he would fucking kill me if I left when my non-compete was up. That was like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I told that story a while ago. I think username Josh was taking calls, but, Damn. um, okay. Yeah. 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 But I, I got out of the industry as a whole about a year ago, but yeah. So I lasted at that company for about two years left, got here with the non-compete worked for that insane staffing agency. And that was straight out, you know, that was, um, you know, you have to have a hundred contacts a day. So that's 50 cold calls and 50 cold emails a day. And that's trying to, you know, sell, sell companies on using your staffing service to fill a, a role for a network engineer or a Java developer. Um, you know, that didn't last long. Then I went back into a, another VAR value added reseller in Cincinnati and, um, with an account rep, I had, I had two big accounts there. And that was, that was really interesting. Um, that was actually one of those weird companies where their rule was, if you pay for yourself, you pretty much have a job. And, um, you know, that was, that was more so dealing with like weird, toxic work culture. Cause that was part of the reason it, it, of calling about just like sales and like anyone who's a, a successful sales executive just has to deal with indulging the most insane corporate personalities and 
you know, they, they create these whole like motivational structures and sales techniques for cold calling and shit to, yeah. to indulge these terrible personalities. What are some of the highlights? Um, right. Like, well, I'd have to read a book called like fanatical prospecting, um, fanatical. or objections. And like, part of it was, you know, if like, you have to, one, you have to get people excited. So it's like, you know, this technology, think about all the times you've complained about the network being down and you don't really have an answer for the users. Right. And they're like, well, I don't have a budget for that. And it's like, well, think about it. You don't dictate the budget, but you could dictate the budget if you put together a really good proposal, you know, that your manager never could. So I'll help you put together this proposal that solves a problem and show that you're the right person for the job. Oh. Right. So you, you, you know, and then after you help them basically backstab a superior by coming up with a solution, they become the person that calls you, you know, every year and says, hey, I've got $190,000 in my budget that if I don't spend, it's going away. So how can we make this happen? And you're like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I can, I can probably figure that out, you know, and you it's um, like just corporate you art. You don't give them anything, though? You don't like buy them dinners or like send them? gifts and shit oh fuck no you do all that stuff you see like the worst yeah. part you see like so you, know, you see larry part. from corporation x doing cocaine off of a stripper's titties you know okay. or like just peeing the side of a bar or you know wow. just saying terrible stuff to the golf cart dale girl and you know like or like telling stories about the weird shit that they do with their money yes and um, okay now I get it. You know, like it, it, it's really corrosive and, uh, <laughs> you know, it makes, it makes you laugh about the, the sky ends of the community that, that run our, our big companies to say the least, Absolutely. you know, or I guess these, <laughs> you know, and they, yeah, like you'd have, you'd have sponsored trips down to the Kentucky Derby by Woodford reserve and Cisco. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, I'm gonna um, need to spend my money. Yeah, I mean, I would like to do that. Like, not the sales part, but to go to cool things and hang out and drink and stuff. Not drink, but smoke weed or eat edibles or whatever you do. You know. Uh, yeah, but maybe you know, and then there's, there's right, but then you, there's always like corporate surveillance or like internal surveillance. There's always yeah, some stick in the mud that say you can't really have a good time and it's work. And then after a while you realize it's work and it, it sucks because you, you know, you cover for these terrible people and you can't really have a good time because you're surrounded by terrible people. Sure. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. We got to hit a break. <laughs> time for some. Yeah. Go hit, go hit your break. All Sorry right, about man. the disconnect. There. And uh, yeah, you too. Peace. Peace. Yeah, sales is a wild world. Um, you never Ooh, know. Baby. It's a wild world. I love that song. That's a jammer. This week we got music from a Street Fight listener uh, that goes by the name of Paint Store. Uh, actually, Ankle Burn sent this to us. <laughs> if you guys would like an album to play in a break at any point, feel free to choose some. Oh, choose a few songs from my band's album. Yeah, so Paint Store did send this to us. So you can find. Uh, them on all your platforms that you listen to. Uh, and 
it's you know it's a new day and age and we'll be back after this break we're street fight back to straight fight it's the call-in show y'all we are answering your calls listening to your uh stories about work your stories about um making colleges mad whatever it is we want to hear from you and uh we do it every single week sunday nights 9 p.m to midnight on all your streaming platforms chat hang with the gang if you want to support what we do head to patreon.com slash street fight radio shocktober is kicking off this month we're wrapping up the MCU movie, the movie cinematic universe. Uh, for those of you that don't know, that is not Marvel. It's scary movie. It's um, date movie, disaster movie. That's the MCU for us. And finally, super fast this week, which I watched today, which is significantly earlier than when I watched all the other movies. And I just feel like, I feel like a 10 pound weight's been lifted. It's over. Yeah. It felt like it was over. Yeah. It's over. I just got to do the show. I can't wait. I have to do it still. Yeah. I have to sit through it. You said it's longer than the others? Yeah. By like 10 minutes. That's that's extra time. 10 minutes in MCU time is 30 minutes of watch time for me. That's true. That's true. Uh, And then what happens after that? Shocktober. Uh, Shocktober starts September 30th with Opie and Anthony 3, hosted by me, Murder Brian, Chris James, Killer Chris, and Felix Biederman, just Felix Biederman. Funky Felix. But uh, 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 Opie, uh, he's decided he's going to end up like Opie, uh, is where his career is going. Oh, okay. So uh, you will hear why when... The show debuts, and you got to get on that Patreon to hear it. It's it's the big event of the year. It's the people always say the fall hasn't started until Shocktober. Yeah, the Shocktober Gala is coming. Yeah, wait for everybody to walk the aisle. Yeah, get back in that shock jock world. All right, let's get to these calls. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey. Hey. hey, who's this? <laughs> what up? Uh, it's Lerm. Lerm! Lermy. <laughs> we know you. How you doing, Lerm? 
Oh, I'm pretty good. Um, well, I want to say I've been loving the divorce Brett energy. It's like a new boost of energy. Um, yeah. Seems yeah, like you're having a good life. time. So He is. He's doing not- more stuff. He's making up for all the time he was married by uh, doing a lot of stuff. And eating a lot of gross food. Yes, yes. He is food. He, he can eat any kind of food he wants. So there is that. I'm unstoppable. That's true power. Yeah, that is true power. I mean, I know that I don't get to pick my food 99% of the time. And uh, that's maybe something I, I wouldn't mind getting back into. I don't want to get divorced, but I I'm like just, picking my food. And you know what? That's what makes divorce guys so nice is we don't point out how bad y'all have it. Yeah. We yeah. keep it to ourselves while you throw stones at us. Yes. Yes, we do. We have a good time making fun and saying like, you know, you got whatever the decorations in the house are and stuff like that. But Brett's house looks cool. So you can't really shit on Brett's house, uh, her apartment. So that's how you do it. And I wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> I would if. There was a reason to make fun of it, but there's not. It's cool. So, uh, uh, so what's up, yeah. Lermy? Cool I guy. Who... Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Um. Well, as you may have heard, well, I uh, lost the best job I ever had, which was uh, collecting federal unemployment for like a year. Oh, sad. Man. Very sad. They don't need people to do that anymore. That seems like. <laughs> It seems like there's a big demand for that. I know. It's been, like, the best. I've actually made way more money than at any job I've ever had. And all I had to do was, you know, fill out some forms in April. But pretty much nothing after that. Oh, So it was better than going to work at all. Yeah, it is is better. Did you get to do some cool stuff while you were uh, on unemployment? Well, you know, it was like the pandemic. So the cool stuff I did was like uh, sit very fearfully and like be stressed out. (laughs) Um, But eventually your psyche is sort of able to like, you know, keep going and doing stuff. But basically I spent it um, working on art. It was like, you know, thanks for the grant, you guys. I'll just (laughs) be working on some art over here. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's great. And the, I mean, it is this kind of stuff is, I mean, where our money should be going. Like we should be spending yeah. it on people that uh, make art. This It's important yeah. to the world. It's way more important than a lot of the other stuff that we over prioritize. Well, they should have been like giving it to everyone, really. I mean, it was like a total right. lifesaver um, for like my partner and I. We had just moved to a new city. We had like just got part time jobs and you know, right before the pandemic. And if we weren't getting, it was like a lot of money. So if we weren't getting that, it would have been a lot harder this last year. And a lot of people who should have been on the unemployment, like weren't able to get on it. And I mean, they really just should have given it to everyone. Making you do the forms is stupid. Yeah. Making everybody go to the trouble of stealing catalytic converters just to get their money, like just creates a stupid cycle. They're only doing it to enrich the mechanics. They could have just gave us all the money instead of instead of doing that. Yeah, because filling out those forms suck. Uh, you know, not everyone can really do it. It's like kind of a complicated yeah 
system with lots of directions and you know but yeah anyways uh that's over now so um i'm back to selling my wares they also it's very strange because they like disincentivize you to make any money while you're getting it because it'll just get removed from what you're paid so you know i was trying to put together my freelance art stuff like uh in 2020 <laughs> yeah i yeah. got sort of derailed it's hard i mean because then you're like well i'm gonna try to wait you know for all my payments to be the same week so i'm not like I'm just taking a cut of my do nothing money which is I'd rather have that yeah i mean you start doing you start working hard to replace that unemployment and then you like to get to that it's like why did i try well <laughs> why would i do that yeah it's just to it don't add up <laughs> you know i'll just do you know i'll just do nothing and get the money anyways but yeah just get paid um, in cash yeah so you know that was navigating that for the last year basically but now i'm back out in the open so back, back out art. <laughs> out on the working market so so uh i know did, did you get it all set up like like, did you set yourself up to maybe make it easier on the other side of the uh, unemployment? Yeah, well, we were able to, you know, save money just like staying home and not doing anything. And our rent is not super expensive. So getting the unemployment money and just like not spending it. Um, I It frees me up to uh, like for the rest of the year, I'm actually going up to Vermont to do like a camping artist residency. So I, no, I don't have to like, you know, that's, that sounds, fun. I don't have to be hustling for the next three months necessarily, but I'll be working like on my own, you know, See, projects in a different environment than my apartment. Yeah. Eric told me all about those. He did tons of those and it sounds like such an incredible time. Like I would love to go do something like that. You like just go camping? No. And work, do art? Yeah. I mean, you work on your art with other people and like, you can just like stay there. Or like how much does it cost money or? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, all artist residencies are kind of very different. This one is like, I guess, sort of unorthodox. I don't know. Maybe not. But it's free. You don't have to pay anything. But I am a member of a secret organization to be able to join the artist residency. <laughs> Basically, uh, this guy, this artist, Ghost Shrimp, like, uh, worked on Adventure Time, got money, and bought property in Vermont. So he's, like, building his house there and has been hosting, like, a artist to come over onto his land and, like, work on it and work on art. And so now there are two cabins you can stay in once you're nice. there. Hopefully they have heat and air conditioning, I think. Well, you probably won't need <laughs> air conditioning. You're probably good on air conditioning. No, it's going to be pretty cold. Um, a wood stove is, I have to install the wood stove. It's like a, I don't know, a 12 foot by 12 foot log cabin that like a bunch of people who've never built a log cabin before built over a couple of years. <laughs> that sounds cool. And though. So, it, yeah. mean, it sounds <laughs> like an experience at, at the very least, but working on your art for three months without any interruptions. That sounds incredible. Yeah, I'm like looking forward to it. Um, I'm just a little bit nervous because 
Well, I've done basically the same thing, but in the summer. And this time it's like the winter. <laughs> in Vermont, <laughs> so, too, where it's, good it's cold, test, right? That's yeah. a good switch up. Pretty cold. It is, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm excited about it, too, because it's like every once in a while, I feel like I have to just put myself through <laughs> some type of thing to challenge me, you know, like it's grow important. another layer right now. It's the way to live. I but mean, then, it sounds super fun. Like it, it just reminds me of like, it kind of reminds me of when me and Brett first started doing like extended tours and it was like, I'm just living for this thing for two weeks at a time. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it, it was always so fun and also incredibly uncomfortable and inconvenient, but also very, very fun. So uh uh something like being able That's to what live it's all about man yeah yeah being able to live for what you do is is really a great experience i wish everybody could have that and you gotta just be kind of uncomfortable sometimes <laughs> while you're doing it yeah oh i hate being uncomfortable though that is like my least favorite part <laughs> of everything in the whole world That's part of it. in the world yeah well, Lermy, it's good to hear from you. Can, will you have a phone out there? I, hope uh, I will have question. a phone, but I don't. Maybe they built more cell towers. The signal's not great. You can go into town. I'll go into town to do my laundry every week, and they have, you know. Can you do that from Sunday, Sunday from nine to midnight, and call us and tell us how it's going? <laughs> At some point, yeah. I might get good cell service if I stand on top of a hill. Okay. Yeah, go up on top of a hill. Climb Being up a tree. Climb up a hill is great. I love being... I want to go yeah, to Vermont. Yeah, I can climb up a now. tree for you. Yeah, it feels like all of do our listeners show? are going to Vermont. <laughs> we need to go to Burlington and do a show. Just go to Burlington, do one show, drive home, and see what we think about Vermont. You know? One 16-hour drive home? Yeah. I'm being a smart Alec. I'm being a smart Alec because I'm not. I'm saying <laughs> that maybe the next time we go northeast, we should go to Vermont because it seems like people like it there. Uh, there's syrup there, and uh, my aunt lived there for a period of time. So. Oh, but you have those controversial maple syrup opinions. That's controversial. true. But what if I went up there and tried well, the real you? stuff and liked it? It's good. It's really amazing, and. You know, I was mad when you said that stuff. Well, I think like the thing about <laughs> no the respect maple, for the trees, the maple syrup that comes out of trees and stuff, right? Like, I think it's like dark coffee. It's like dark roast coffee. As I said earlier, uh, it is for people that like are really in love with maple syrup. Now, for me, I just like pancake. I like the pancake part of the whole situation. I've even been known to maybe eat a pancake without any syrup or anything on it. Dry, dry pancake? Butter? Yeah. No. No butter. Just. That's not allowed. What? You've heard <laughs> some of the. You've heard my tortilla treat. Oh, uh, with chips in it? Chips and tortilla. Nothing else. You know, I don't mind it. I like soft stuff. Like. Listen, you, know. you gotta you gotta take the bucket from under where the sap is coming out of the tree while it's still like basically like sweet water, and you can just take a sip of that. You'll love you it. Stir it up. They were trying to they were trying to sell people on maple water 
uh, uh, at all the like, you know, the Whole Foods and and places like that. Oh, well, I never got up. it. Yeah, I never got it, but people no. were just like, "Oh, this is great." So, yeah. For uh, uh, but learning Don't drink that out of a plastic bottle. <laughs> no, absolutely not. It's probably just Mrs. Butterworth dumped in a water. You know. They love oh to God. do stuff yeah. with water, right? Like they love to be like, this is the new kind of water you got to drink. They did it with coconut water. They did it with maple water. They have collagen water. Aloe. Aloe pH water. balanced wa alkaline water. Oh, well, yeah. aloe might be good. Water, or uh, uh, the uh, raw water. Yeah, they love. No, water sucks a... on its own. No, it's good. It's Water classic boring. is fine. I like water classic. I mean, I like Gatorade more, but I like water classic. It's kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, raw water, which is an actual thing that people were getting sick from. Yeah. The right kind of people. Yeah. The tech people in San Francisco were like, we invent like, tech, but also we like to just drink pond water. Yeah. Just drinking from a puddle. <laughs> yeah. They, they were. They were getting pond water. And not like purifying no. it and just drinking it. Yeah, I'll just drink the frog poop and stuff. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. It's the best or part of the water. You're whenever, taking all the nutrients out when you take that out. Whenever I used to hang out at my in-laws a lot, uh, my father-in-law would always say, hey, Brian, do you want a beer? Knowing full well I don't like beer. He still does it to this day. He'd be like, uh, do you want a beer? And I'll say, no, I like... Um, I'll, I'll have a water, and he was like, water? Fish fucking that. And that was like his... Oh, my joke. God. <laughs> I can't believe... That's so funny that you're saying that, because uh, my boyfriend's dad always says... He always says, fish desiccate in it. Yeah, and yeah. I like... <laughs> like, anytime you offer he just does not drink, like, still water at all. He basically yeah. just drinks beer like a medieval guy. yeah. Oh, somebody just, Orion St. Peter said the black water, the real housewives for Hawking, the uh, charcoal water. Oh, there was charcoal water? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They make it all, dude. They make all the different kinds of water. When so it's like, water. if I'm drinking water, if I'm trying to get like watered up on the inside, you know, just toss me a fucking water water. I don't need it to have an additive or some weird cactus water or something. That's another one. Cactus water. Well, thanks Delicious. for yeah, thanks for calling in, Lerm Lermy, uh, Lermworm on Instagram, right? Yep, that's me. And um, I have a book actually that is coming out now. It's out now on my website. I self-published nice. it, and it's like diary diary comic. If you care to relive, you know, the beginning of uh, well, the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020. So. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I care to it's, do that. <laughs> it's not too sad. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Well, where see, can we get it? Some shit done. Where can we get it? Uh, so that, if you um, go to my website, which is ginalerman.format.com, or you can go to my Instagram and it's like in, it's a link in there. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank you guys. It's nice to hear from you. It is nice to hear from you, too. Make sure you call us from Vermont. Yeah. We'll see y'all again. Yep. Yep. Peace. That was, that's, that's good news. I like news like that. Somebody just going out and doing it for themselves.
you know? Yeah, that's what Eric said, too, with his residencies, is that, like, a wealthy benefactor would just collect a bunch of money, and it was enough to pay for art people to live there for two months. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't like wealthy benefactors. I, I wish it was something else, but what are you going to do? That's the world we live in. Right. So, yeah, that's great. Man, let's get a podcaster residency. That'd be fun. We'll just, me and you will go three months. We'll really work on our podcasting. We'll get a million, we'll get some millionaires to pay for like a podcast summer camp. Yeah. And we'll just go and be like, oh, you just, how you got a podcast, you know, and talk about it. Finishing school. Exactly. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, this is Sterling from Charleston, South Carolina. What's up, Sterling? Right. How's it going? Oh, I'd say about 9.2. That's wow. fucking excellent. Love Unless it. you're talking about by 100, then it's not. <laughs> no, you, you, your standard scale of 10. <laughs> okay, good. good. 9.2 is great. I'm only at a 6, so... You're doing great. Okay. Better than sad, right? That's a six on that scale is better than sad. I think. Oh, absolutely. Makes sense. Yeah, I think. Or better than like sad. Slap. Sad and mad are the bottom. They're one. And happy sure. slash not sad is ten. Okay. So. What to put this together? I don't. Yeah, it's a continuum. So uh, what's I up? I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> Thank you. So what's going on, Sterling? Well, you know, I've been binging a lot of shows during COVID. And um, one of them was my childhood favorite, Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, oh really? Yeah. I tried it. One. But I, 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 me and my wife were like, my wife watched a bunch of them. But I'm weirded out by the do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I don't know. It's like. Scary. I might have to start watching it because I'm into that stuff a lot more now than I was back. Like back when I was a kid, that show came on instant channel change. I mean, it's a lot more mild and I think more, a little more, uh, has, it's not as like upfront as the ones now or like, you know, the chainsaw ripped through her flesh and sent sinew flying through the air. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they also do aliens and murder, and like it's yeah. all kinds aliens of different things. Aliens and murder, yeah. yeah. Ghosts, aliens, big murder. Uh, the one me and my wife watched uh, earlier on in COVID was um, uh, DB Cooper for some reason. Oh, they just did one, one on yeah. DB Cooper, and yeah. I was like, oh, that's interesting. But like they, they only told the story Super for like the first burn. 10 minutes of. Uh, Unsolved Mysteries, and then the last part of it was Theories. And that's really where the money is in Unsolved Mysteries. Theories? Yeah. Unsolved Mysteries, the best part of Unsolved Mysteries is the theories. It's not the stories, necessarily. It's people's theories of what transpired that's really good. What when they gave you an update? Yeah. Update? Oh, I love an update. <laughs> yeah. Update? Somebody thinks they saw Loch Ness Monster again. Yeah. So. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, you know, but, I, you know, you think about it. Unsolved mysteries. I mean, is there any other kind? Uh, I mean, the, the solved ones. Yeah, you got to would say. Yeah, yeah. They were okay. previously mysteries. Yeah, yeah. Ain't no such thing as this. Ain't no such thing as a solved mystery, you know. What, once a mystery is solved, it's no longer a mystery in my book. That's you know? a good point. Uh, I disagree. What it becomes after that. 
Okay, that's fine. What it, be- what it becomes after that, you know, uh, I don't know what you would call it. I mean, that's a mystery. It's a, a story. It's, it's a, a hell of a story. It's called a hell of a story. Yeah, we call it a story. But I still think it can be a mystery after it's been solved. But I get that the I think it would be previously strict definition of the word. Yeah. Uh it mm. probably isn't. But to me it's like that was a mystery mm. though. Remember? You would be you would say that. At the end of Scooby Doo, you'd be like, it That was, was a mystery. mystery. Yeah. It was. I like it. I like no it. Longer. I like that. It gives me something to think about um, tonight. What? One of these episodes pissed me off. The cops came out and said that uh, they were just one piece away from solving this crime. And, you know, I mean, like, isn't that every unsolved crime? Well, yeah. Like, if, it, if, it's, a really, if it's a really good piece, right? Like, you know? Yeah. There's the only piece. way you can sound dumb, dumber is if you came out and said, we're, we're exactly four pieces away from solving this crime. Yes. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you don't know how... The, the thing about the cops is they don't know how many pieces they are away from solving the crime. Actually, if you haven't solved it, you don't know how many pieces there are. Yeah, and they're not going to instill confidence by saying, I mean, we might get a piece of evidence that could lead us to another one. <laughs> they're lying. That's they're just true. like, I can imagine one, I can imagine if we had the answer, this would not be an unsolved mystery. Yeah, the one. We're, we're one answer mm-hmm. away. We're one. We're one. Uh, who the murderer is away yeah. from solving this crime. <laughs> I mean, unsolved um, mysteries flips me out because it's always there's a lot of them about like people that just straight up go missing, and that scares them. That just that, I don't like that at all. I don't like the even thought of that. I um, I was looking at one of my Facebook no. memories from like twelve years ago, and it said that. I said that I was mad that you couldn't go missing anymore. Like, because you're too, like, you used to be able to just run away from everything and get a cash under the table job and make a new life. That's true. Forge some documents. People used to just take documents that, like, were made out of paper. Yes. No digital fingerprint on them or anything. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Yeah. That would have been nice. Just to disappear if you want. No, yeah. You can, you, you can. You can uh, track an Amazon package easier than you can a person, you know. So uh, I went ahead and got myself chipped. Oh, and, yeah. and just to be on the safe side, just to be on the safe side, I, I chipped my chip. Okay. All right. Someone takes it, you know. Sure. Well, thanks for calling, Sterling. We appreciate it. Have a good one. Have a good night. Cheers. Peace. Sterling's working on some uh, uh, material. I, I like it. This, I mean, you know, you this can't really go to, to open mics. This is the place to do it. Yeah. After we had that conservative comedian call last week, I mean, this that's, is what we get. That son of a bitch. He makes me so mad. Uh, let's get this. Let's get this party. Th- let's, let's get this shit. Let's, let's get, get somebody this else shit. in here, man. Top of the morning. We need some new blood. Top of the morning. It's not the morning, but what's up? Who's this? Uh, yeah, top of the morning to you fellas as well. Uh, this is Justin Comer. Justin! Hey, we know you. You got any material here? Yeah, any, hey guys. Yeah, you got any... Oh, yeah, any I... Stuff worked I, out? I haven't been, uh... I haven't been working on my bits, so I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I got nothing for you on that front. Who you don't got, like, a... All t- these people? No stories about tow trucks or anything? 
<laughs> you know uh, no, not really. I have no, very no. little experience with tow trucks to draw my, from. Yeah. My brain started rolling when he said that. And is it, I don't know this joke Brett's talking about, but is it something to do with feet, toes, and yeah. truck, trucks? You, what you say is I'm driving down the road the other day and there's this huge metal case that falls off this back of this truck and it starts rolling. And I'm like, what the fuck is in this? I have to go look. So I go to the side of the road, I open it up and it's just a toe just sitting in this truck and, and sitting in this case. And then when everybody says, what do you do? What did you do? You say, I called a tow truck. <laughs> I don't like that at all. It's a good one. That it's a good out. one. <laughs> That bumped me out. Now I'm yeah, at a dude. four. Now I'm at a four. People, it's a good one. People are so mad you wasted their time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm at a four now. I was at a six. Now I'm at a four. I am, I, and it's not anger. It's sad. I'm sad right now. I feel sad. <laughs> so I what's think that up, brought Justin? me up from a... No. That brought me up from a six to a seven. So thank no. you. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> I got another one if you want it. Yep. You do? I do. Uh, the weird thing about yeah, why it. why not? So my daughter was born. I've never told you about this before. My daughter was born. She came out. Wait, I got to stop you. I never told anybody this before. I got to <laughs> tell you. It's, it's, it's I crazy. Can't, I can't say my daughter either. Let me start over. Yeah. I've never told anybody about this. <laughs> I never told anybody about this, about myself. I don't really share this information. But when I was a kid, I was born without any eyelids. Without any eyelids? Without any eyelids, yeah. Yeah. And so the doctor said, well, what we can do is we can take a little bit of the foreskin and use that as the eyelids. And so my mom asked, okay. well, yeah, yeah. is that going to be okay? And he said, yeah, he'll just be a little cockeyed. Oh my fucking god. Oh. <laughs> my grandma, my grandpa probably fucking told this joke with his boy Slim Jim at the racetrack and just fucking they all fell out laughing. Now I'm at a two. I feel like I'm at a two. I don't think I have any left. I feel like I just I want to get you to zero hit points. I feel like I just left a funeral. I'm that sad. For somebody that I love, not just for somebody that like I had to go to the funeral out of a sense of duty. This is how I felt on 9 11. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you got three of them. This is three ways to, we, on this show, you got plenty of ways to make people upset. <laughs> true, true. So what's up, Justin? Yeah, okay. So I'm calling. Uh, it's interesting that Lucas brought up the band Turnstile right at the end of their call. Because I'm going to be seeing them next weekend. Whoa! Okay. And so I'm calling because uh, Evan, my my friend who does the Rock Hard Caucus podcast with me, Evan and I will be attending Not Fest on the 25th. Fuck next oh, lucky duck! Not Fest is good yeah. You guys year. know what Not Fest is, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's the uh, premier Iowa event. <laughs> it's our thing yeah yeah who's it's like your so, state so i'm looking at Jesus. the <laughs> i'm looking at the list of bands that are playing and i'm not like super well versed in this kind of music you know so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm hoping to get like some recommendations from 
from you guys and from anybody listening. Like, I know Slipknot. I know Megadeth. Megadeth is playing? But there's a bunch yep. of bands here. I'd... Yeah, Megadeth's playing. Mm-hmm. They're bands Faith here that no I don't more. agree with. So, yeah. I don't like Faith No More. Actually, Faith No More pulled out. Oh, they're not in? I'm trying to find the list. Yeah, I, I guess it. I guess I Mike it. Patton is you. having like uh, men- mental health issues, so they had to cancel all their tour dates. Lamb of God's there. Lamb of God rules. I've seen them tomorrow night. Uh, Suicide Boys. Suicide Boys rule. Gojira. Gojira kicks so much. You'll love Gojira, Justin. That's a top one. Well, you probably know him, right? Well, I I listened to like one thing uh, earlier today, actually, by Gojira. I don't know them very well. They're like a French band, right? Yeah, and they're super proggy, and they do all kinds of time signature changes, and they're incredible. Um. Okay, Trivium? cool. Yeah, I'm a nerd, so I'll like that. Trivium rocks. Yeah, uh, Trivium kicks ass. I could get into it. Yeah, you could. You could go to Knoxville. If y'all go. Yeah, you'd have to go all the way to <laughs> Iowa on Thursday. I could do it. We Maybe just... Friday, actually? No, Saturday. So you, you would have to get to Iowa on Saturday. Maybe I can do it. How? <laughs> If you come, let's hang out. Yeah. Yeah, I'll let you know. Tech Nine. <laughs> Fever 333. Yeah, is Tech Nine good? I'd oh. watch them. Uh, I am not fond of that kind of rap. Yeah, Tech Nine okay. has a lot of feverish fans that love it, but I don't listen to it. Yeah, it's not my it's not my shit. Fever 333. Don't know them. I watched a couple of their music videos and they're like, they're like a black power band. It's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. That's worth checking out. Knocked Loose, Brett. Have you heard of Knocked Knocked Loose? Loose is good. All right. Turnstile, of course. Gate Creeper. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I love Great Gate Creeper. They're playing next week. I'm going to go see them. And Vended. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. Vended is uh, Corey Taylor's son, if you don't know. Okay. Hey, that's a hell of a lineup. That's a really good show. You're going to, yeah, that's it. That's all good. And the, someone in the chat is vouching okay, for cool. Fever 333. So I think anything you see is going to be good there. It's just a one night okay, show. Yeah. I mean, I'm planning on seeing, it's just one day. Yeah. Man. I'm planning on seeing basically everything because there are alternating stages and like nothing's overlapping. So I'll just see as much <sighs> as I can. That sounds so fun. Yeah, and then you get to see Slipknot, too. Yeah, that's going to be the shit. They're really good live. Yeah, I've seen them a couple times. The schedule says they're playing from 10 until 11.45. So that's a really long set. They got a lot of songs, though. And uh, Yeah, they've been around a while. I love a lot of their shit, man. They're, they they have a lot of, like... They have a lot of great shit. So I, I think you'll really dig them. Not yeah, I've only really listened to Iowa, but you know, eventually I'll listen to more Slipknot. <laughs> Iowa's good. Uh, the first one, the uh, original Slipknot album, not Mate Feed Kill Repeat, but uh, the one with like Wait and Bleed on it is is mostly good too. Yeah, I've heard that, but I I haven't listened to the whole album. Yeah. Damn. I'm about to follow Trivium across the country. You should. <laughs> you should. <laughs> just wear yeah, out I, I don't really know. Yeah, just take advantage of it. 
<laughs> I don't really know Trivium's music. I just know that uh, their bassist was on your podcast. That's pretty he's, much my only Trivium knowledge. He's very cool. He's a very nice guy. And uh, the music kicks ass. It's It's like really good. Okay. So enjoy Knotfest. Maybe you'll see Brett. I don't fucking know. I can bring my kid. Yeah, yeah, Brett, if you come out, let's let's do it. <laughs> you could bring your kid. That is true. She's been to concerts. Yeah. She's been to fests. Not anything like this, but yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for calling. It is Justin. an all ages show. It is. It better yeah. yeah, can I just be. make a plea? Yeah. Uh a plea to the listeners. My Twitter is Justin K. Comer. If you have any like specific recommendations about these bands, stuff that I should listen to, uh, send them my way because I've got a week to cram so I like, really get the most out of this festival. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So just hit me I like your attitude about this, too. <laughs> Go- Gojira has an album with like a big fucking whale on it that I think I like the most. And then Lamb of God is always good, too. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, it seems like you're set up there. Have a good time there. Get in that pit. Get right down in that mosh pit and go for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go get my ass kicked. It'll be fun. It's fun. It. You know what? You won't get your ass kicked. It'll just, like, you'll get jostled <laughs> around a, a bit. Yeah, yeah. Have you been in a pit? No, no, never. Holy shit, you're in for a night then. It's it's a good time. Just get in <laughs> yeah. there and fucking go crazy. Just go goddamn like crazy. First pit. Yeah, keep your head age, on a swivel. Age 31. Hey, you know. Number one. <laughs> people say that like you even outgrow those, but I still get in every single show I go to. So you don't grow out of those. It's too fun. But what if you never went in? I don't know, though. I don't know. When can you enter? Like, is there a cutoff? Or I mean, if you love the music, or even like the music, and you're feeling like you're vibing with it, uh-huh. I can't think of anything else to do. Yeah, people just nod their heads. Some people just stand there and like nod their heads. Yeah, not me, man. I got to get in there and move around. I got to punch some backs. Do some moves. Do some <laughs> fucking like crazy moves in there, you know? I mostly just jump up and down and bang my head and run into each other. I actually, like, my whole thing is to just go in there and let people hit me and bounce around like a pinball. That's my uh, moshing strategy. <laughs> I'm not usually the aggressor. I just let people hit me and bounce to the next person and then bounce off of that person and bounce. You know, it's a good time. It's fun. You'll enjoy it, Justin. And you are allowed to yeah, go Yeah, I'll do my it. best. You better. You better fucking do your okay. best. The, no- the knocked loose songs All I right. like the most is uh, Counting Worms and Mistakes Like Fractures. That's my faves of Knocked Loose. Okay. And All then right, Gay Creeper has some uh, good ones too. Uh, Gay Creeper is also nerdy. And I think they're, I don't, they, I think they're, I don't know if they're woke or not. Some of their, some of their uh, names are pretty good. There's one called Patriarchal Grip by uh, Gate Creeper. That's a good song. And then Deserted is another song I like by Gate Creeper. I'm looking at Knocked Loose, and they look like cool dudes. So we can give them that, too. Uh, I'm curious about Knocked Loose. I might have to check them out now. They're Kentucky, I think. Oh, okay. I mean, they have the same look as, like, uh, uh, Power Trip, which was, like, one mm. of the best metal bands ever. 
of all time ever. Yeah. Have you heard Power oh, Trip? From Mars to Sirius is the big uh the big uh whale album by Gojira. Why so serious? Right? <laughs> From Mars to Sirius. From Mars <laughs> to Sirius. I like it. I like it. Well, thanks for calling, Justin. Good luck at Knockfest. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you get in the pit. And you know, try to love someone. Yeah. <laughs> right on. All right. Thanks, guys. See you Jeez. later. <laughs> So today I was listening to some wrestling podcast and they were mentioning the uh, real name of Billy Gunn. And I've always known it, but his real name is Kip Sop. And the whole time I just was thinking, my name is Kip. <laughs> Kip, Kip Sop. And because they were talking about how like he had that song, Mr. Ass. I'm an ass man. You know, like he had that great fucking song. And then when he moved out of WWE, he didn't have it anymore. Right. And I was like, what would be a good song? And then I was like, my name is Kip. <laughs> yeah, his name's Kip Sop. Hi, my name is Kip Sop. All right. This next one is a good one. All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, how's it going? It's Leslie I'm from uh, Struggle Session. Oh. How y'all doing? Shit, what's up, Leslie? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just here alone. My partner's out of the country, so I have nothing better to do than call up my boys. <laughs> yeah, that's a good times roll. It is so good to hear from you, Leslie. Leslie is uh, uh, my pro wrestling teammate, partner. Uh, we're working on some shit. And uh, it's going to be fucking sweet. Yeah, I feel pretty betrayed right now, but I'll get you back. You don't, you got to watch wrestling, <laughs> <you> dumbass. <laughs> you got to actually well, watch here's the, thing. the product. Well, pro wrestling partner, though. Sounds like you Oh, no, a... you're my pro wrestling partner in the ring. Leslie, did you see that uh, Brett hit me on the back with the easel? No, I did not see that. I did not actually see that. But see, uh, like, save the save the drama for later because I was actually thinking that me and uh, Jack t could take on uh, you and Brett. Maybe not next WrestleMania, but the next WrestleMania, and, and we could we could con some indie show with, into putting that on from now with eighteen months lead time for sure. Now. Yeah. I'll th I would, I'll, I mean, really all we can do is chop each other and, and, you know, do the fry Takiyama, uh, move, but, uh, we can figure that out. I mean, Brett would probably take a bump. I, I can do it. My guess. <laughs> yeah. Brett would probably actually take a bump. I tried to once, uh, and I thought I concussed myself. So I'm afraid to do it, now. <laughs> but I did it on gym mat. Like a stack of gym mats. Oh. Yeah. Nuts. You probably didn't rack up your first concussion. Probably not. Maybe <laughs> just the wind knocked out of you. It hurt like fucking hell, man. Oh. <laughs> so how you doing, Leslie? What's going on? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I was actually calling in because I heard y'all talking true crime and I it would you would be remiss if you were a live calling show and you weren't talking about the Gabby Petito uh, case because everybody is it's all Nancy Grace is going buck wild on CNN right now. I just saw I 
here's the thing. I just learned about this while we were recording. I saw some posts about it, but like, what is it? What's happening? So it's this, so it was this like Instagram, like couple that were touring the country in a van and you know, they were open, they were like YouTubers or whatever, content creators. And they were going around the country doing a road trip in their van. And there were, but there were these couple of incidents where there was like the domestic violence, uh, and they got pulled over, I think twice by police. Um, for, you know, because the, uh, woman Gabby was hitting, uh, the man, Brian, uh, and it, but people didn't know this before the story broke. Uh, the story broke when Brian came back from his trip to, uh, the Grand Canyon without Gabby and didn't explain to anybody where Gabby was. This guy just showed back up without uh his fiance and didn't tell anybody didn't tell the cops and the cops were like well it's technically not a missing persons case so it hasn't been 24 hours and he's not actually wanted for anything because there hasn't been any crime and he ends up like not under arrest not answering questions and he escapes he is currently on the run even after coming back and not giving any explanation for what happened to his fiance uh, in the Grand Canyon where he came back uh, by himself. Absolutely wild story. He's still currently on the run. They just uh, found what is likely to be her remains. Absolutely bizarre story. Yeah, that is fucking wild. I, I hadn't heard, you know, the one I've heard about is Murdaugh. Do you know the Murdaugh murders? No, I don't know that one. Let me look that up. Oh, it's some, it's M-U-R-D-A-U-G-H. It's in South Carolina, in the low country of South Carolina. This family, like, runs the, it's one of those, you know, this wealthy family runs the town. But, like, a bunch of crazy stuff happened around them, and people are trying to figure uh, it out. Yeah. Oh, you know, at and, least two murders going down there, yeah. Yeah, so one guy got shot, right? Like... A guy got shot uh, supposedly while he was trying to change his tire and they found the guy that shot him and then found out that like it was insurance thing where he was like, uh, come and kill me. Right. Uh -huh. He set up with this dude like you come and shoot me. And then when I die, my people get the insurance money. Right. Um, and then so yeah. the guy comes he shoots the guy in the goddamn head and he doesn't die he's, he's like still oh my alive God. and he's Curves fine bullet. yeah he's fine now so they're all in fucking trouble it's like a whole thing I have gotten into a I don't listen to any true crime podcast because that might be too much for me but I'll watch it all day on TV. I'm ridiculous when it oh, comes yeah. to watching any oh, yeah. of those Forensic documentaries. Oh, yeah. I'm so into it. I'm so into it. I, people don't get it. People are acting like liking true crime is what creates the crimes. Like, no, you're just finding out about it. You know, I like and I, I was telling people earlier, like basically true, the only difference between history and true crime is history is about mass murderers. True crime is only about people who only kill 
but cut one or two people. Uh, met, like if you if you study, if you like true crime, you're just studying serial killers. If you follow history, you're studying mass murderers. It's basically <laughs> the same thing. That is true. I never even considered that. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, and there's. I mean, I guess there's that like disconnect where people think that this is happening all the time, but yeah. most of the time, things they're reporting on are pretty monumental because folks aren't like scooping people up and like doing horrendous shit to them everywhere. Right. That that's the other thing is like the 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 fear that I think I have with true crime being popular is people thinking crime's much worse than it is. But yeah, you know they're. People are going to think that anyway. They, they, the news tells them that. Yeah, it's funny because if you actually listen to good true crime shit and get into the books, like you learn the actual statistics about crimes and you learn that, hey, there's actually not a bunch of serial killers running around. And when they were, that came after, you know, uh, generations that went through World War One, World War Two, and the Vietnam War, and we don't quite have that, and we don't quite have, you know, the same problem with serial killers that we used to. You don't have to. It's not the same thing. If you listen and study true crime the right way, like it teaches you to hate cops absolutely because they don't do shit. They're awful, awful, awful. If you watch like TV shows, if you watch cop TV shows, you'll get the vague sense that some cops are smart and do some uh, smart things. Not if you watch The Shield, which is a good one, but most of them, you get the idea that we need cops. But if you actually watch and listen to true crime, it's like they are fucking accomplices to serial killers as much as they, you know, catch them. Brett recently watched something he was telling me about for Minion Death Cult that is like a TV show. I don't know the name of the TV show, but like... Uh, it sounded oh Lone little... Star, I think nine one one, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen any of those, but when Brett described it, I was like, I I might have to watch a couple of these to see what's going on over here. Well, it's just weird because it kind of speeds up the TV format of like the old school TV was like ripped from the headlines where they would do one crazy story where you know some kids hung a machine gun from the ceiling and let it loose in a room and they all tried to dodge the bullets you know that would be like one episode yeah but lone star 911 <laughs> and the new stuff it's like there's three of those happening every time like a semen uh, a semen facility for sheep explodes and then also there is like a, someone that takes the wrong medication and their body turns into like a toxic bomb that makes everybody pass out. And this is like in one night. So of, three things happen yes. and there's an A, B, and C storyline in an episode of 911. Yes. And it's three disasters. Mon- yeah, outrageous, not even <laughs> things that have oh, happened, embellish the truth. It is everything. <laughs> they throw the whole kitchen sink at you. That is. I mean, that's why people are so freaked out all the time. It's the same thing. There's a show that's really popular. I I was scrolling through my timeline yesterday and I got a sponsored post from what I thought was the FBI because it said FBI on it. And it was for a TV show called FBI on CBS. Oh, actually, it's uh, two TV shows. They're the FBI's. They have they have multiple FBI's. Now, actually, it's, I think it's three. I think it's three now. They have three different FBI shows on CBS. Right. And there's also on NBC, right? It's like Chicago 
fire, Chicago yeah, police. And two law and order. <clears throat> yeah. God, it's all cops on TV. The entire TV's covered with cops. Have you watched um any of this season? I I know this might sound stupid to people. Have you watched any of this season's Brooklyn Nine Nine to see what they're doing? No, I I have uh, not yet to check that. I, my recommendation was they just start the season like and and they just all have di- different jobs and like <laughs> with no explanation whatsoever. They all work at the same place, but it's just a different job. I suggest a sperm bank. Actually, would be a really funny uh, one for them all that, to somehow end up at. That's how TV used like the to police get be. defunded, and then they all have to leave the police. That's how TV used to fucking be, though. It's like all of a sudden there's yeah. like a new mom, and you're like, oh, okay, now we're watching <laughs> this new. I the the uh, there was a. a Valerie Harper or Valerie Bertinelli show that it turned into Sandy Duncan when I was a kid. And, uh, I was always, I, I like, I have like turned in, I just for, for a podcast I'm doing, I just watched an episode of the Simpsons today and it, I had trouble with it, keeping my attention. And I realized it's because I have not watched a television show that is not serialized since probably 2006. <laughs> like I don't just watch like shows where it's like one episode of of like a self-contained story and then you <laughs> move to the next. I, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. So I have and Bob's Burgers, but like I just I like everything to tie together for some reason. I I mean maybe that's why I was into the MCU for a lot longer than I should have been. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they'll do it. They'll do it. Man, Leslie, you know, Absolutely. you you got so let me tell you how lucky you are. You and Jack came on to the latest uh uh miniseries, the MCU miniseries, and you guys watched oh, yeah. you guys watched Scary Movie. And uh yeah. not a bad not bad. Not a bad movie. Not uh, bad at all, pretty good. Let me tell you. Date movie, epic movie, and uh, Meet the Spartans are levels of bad that not even my poisoned mind can turn good. I mean, it seemed so. It seemed like they were really scraping the barrel by the time they got to like the superhero ones. And then the, I saw you posted the Fast and Furious one. I didn't even know that one existed. I watched that. I was a surprise, yeah. Was- yeah, I just watched it today. Oh, it was actually decent? No. Nope. No. Oh. <laughs> you know what, though? I'm going to say this, and this is a little preview for the show that comes out this Friday. I'll say this. Uh, it has more hits than the other Friedberg and Seltzer movies. Okay. It hits more times. Because you know the movies? or Maybe because I know the movies, but also maybe just because they I don't know. I wish those guys go would go to jail. Or hell, yeah. Yeah. I just <laughs> I do not like those guys. They're in big trouble for yeah. sure. Eventually they'll have to pay. At all. So before we before we let you go, Leslie, I gotta ask you. Uh uh, how are you enjoying your reintegration to pro wrestling Twitter? Oh boy. It's 
got I thought I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool for a second because people are, you know, being are more concerned with like issues of, you know, you know, social justice and culture, but it's just basically we've gone from being the wrestling Twitter being ultra reactionary to just like ultra liberal and super very much like is Hillary Clinton versus Bernie Bros again on wrestling mm-hmm. Twitter right now, where AEW are somehow the Bros and WWE is the venerable Hillary Clinton representative of all black people, a company run by Vince McMahon, <laughs> who is basically in the Trump was basically in the Trump administration. I, I it was a, it was a good two weeks when I was like, oh, this is great. Me and Brian get into wrestling. Seems like a lot of people have gotten into wrestling in the past few years. Like to meet up with them, talk with them, share with them. No. Nope, nope, nope. We're just going to have to do our own thing. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's, it, it, it's funny. What it has done for me is made me think about like the, the sort of Bernie bro, uh, more of like just an anti-left thing. Is that thing really was just protecting the establishment. Like the entire goal was just keep things the way they are because the way they are makes me feel comfortable. And uh, this really fucking solidified that for me because it's like, you know, we were saying throughout the election, like everything fucking sucks. It's shitty. Let's try something new. And people were screaming at us for it. And now like the same thing is like with wrestling, it's like it has sucked for a really long time and been really actively hard to watch. Now something new comes in and they're doing a good job and they're doing everything right. And there's all these people saying like, you know, the company's racist, basically. They just say AEW's racist, which when you're defending Vince McMahon by calling something racist, it's just, it's, it's too much. It's the same as defending Joe Biden by calling things racist. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. Yeah, um, sad to see, but we will be bringing some sanity to the uh, table. But Brian, what I, another thing I want to talk about, the last thing I want to talk about, I have been getting very much back into Jim Rome. I think (laughs) he is no doubt one of the best broadcasters out there. And he still got it. I was listening to his show last week and he was berating his audience for body shaming in one (laughs) breath. And then in the other breath, he was doing a A B narrative while hosting the show solo, mind you solo running an AB narrative where he's yelling at the audience for body shaming someone. And then at the same time, bullying his like producer to get into sports betting so that he can take the games a bit more seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know if you know this, but I did do my series on uh, sports talk radio hosts. And uh, at the end of that series, we had to sort of rank them in a way. And uh, the most objectionable radio DJ I've ever heard. And that is, let's just pile Shocktober right there on the pack too. The most objectionable one to me was Jim Rome. He made me feel terrible to listen to. (laughs) It was one of the hardest listens. Yeah. Oh, I love Rome. I love Rome. So I always have. I, I think he... 
head and shoulders above the rest, just because he's like funny and all. What, what didn't you like about him? The aggroness. I I can recognize he's he's talented and stuff like that, but the little culture he's created over there is uh, uh not for me. Not <laughs> I guess it's like when yeah, people call in, don't suck. Yeah, and when people call in and and do smack, I did not like that. It oh, made yeah. me feel horrible <laughs> to listen to that. <laughs> but oh, it, that's funny. That's funny. but I'm. I do have a lot of Rome experience, so uh, he is not, he is tough for me to listen to, but more power to you. Also, I don't like ranters. I'm not a rant guy. That would be the other ah. reason that I probably don't like him. Yeah, he's big on rants. His, his, his best of is all rants, basically. Yeah, that's not for me. Not for me. Well, thanks for calling, Leslie. Uh, everybody right, knows so where to find me. you, right? Tell people. I, I mean, I'm sure everybody already knows where to find you, but you can tell them if you'd yeah. like to. Yeah, patreon.com slash struggle session, twitch.tv slash struggle session. One of my favorite people and soon to be partner. Not re You're not my tag team partner, but my wrestling <laughs> partner. Okay. Wrestling. Brett's my oh, tag cool. team partner for life. All right. Peace, Leslie. Have a good one. Peace. What's oh, yeah. next? I think we got enough. Um, oh, I have to go use the restroom, but this is a good one. Uh, what do we have? How many do we have? Okay. Take it. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, it's, uh, it's Big Tim. At Big least I Tim. think. I've, I've been drinking a little bit. What's up, Big Tim? How are you doing tonight? Why don't the stars come out on Emmy night? Hey, you know, uh, I, I, I've been drinking some Crown Vanilla. I tell you, I wanted to call because I got invited to a a, a craft pop-up market uh, the other day, right? About the uh, last weekend or last Monday of uh, August or whatever, right? Yeah. I wasn't really paying attention to the Instagram message. And it turned out it was a, uh, it was a cannabis pop-up market. Oh. And I was like, all right, well, whatever, it's fine. I, I'll go anyways, you know. It's right up the street from me in the Bravo supermarket parking lot. And uh, I thought it was a church because it's, you know, I Googled the address or whatever, and I, I got there, and it turns out it was actually a Puerto Rican biker gang's clubhouse. And, uh, you know, I got invited by an Instagram account, and I wasn't sure who it was, but, you know, I've been big on radio down here for a long time. So getting invited to shit like that, you know, it's whatever. And, uh, you know, I was hanging out with the fella, he was like, yeah, you know, I sell the resin ashtrays. You, you, you might not know that, but I make ashtrays out of resin, and I put glass from my truck direct in it to make it magical and all, right? And yeah. uh, he invited me up there selling it. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm making pop culture stealing and shit. I put stickers on there and all that. But uh, well, as I was going to leave, and I, and I mean that sincerely, I literally was getting up to leave. Uh, the goddamn SWAT team burst in, and they raided the place. For and, what? Uh, I wasn't arrested, but I was detained, right? And uh, it turns out they had a warrant for the place, right? And uh, I eventually, you know, I got let go or whatever, but I kept the flexi cuffs that they put on me because they didn't put me actually in handcuffs. They put everybody in like the the, uh, the flexi cuff things. But when it first went down, uh, people reacted like it was a mass shooting. So I was like, oh, fuck, man, I'm going to get killed in a gang shootout that I ain't part of. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I've been shot at before by people that wanted to shoot me. And yeah. here I am going to get caught up involved with a mass shooting that I ain't part of. Right. Right? And it. then, uh, you know, so I freaked mm-hmm. out and I, you know, I jumped on the ground like everybody else did. And I'm pretty sure I crushed some poor, poor fella. Because I landed right on top of that fucking dude, right? And then, you know, I was relieved that, well, I'm not going to die in a mass shooting. I'm just, I'm just going to go to prison. And I started thinking to myself how funny it was that the first time I'm actually innocent, I'm actually going to go down for something. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> this ended up being just an open-air drug market. I really was not expecting it to be so blatantly like, you know, it, it was just, it was ridiculous. And, and I'm sitting there talking to him, and he apparently went on uh, local radio to talk about these things. And I guess these things are happening all over town, right? And, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a long night, man. Goddamn. But, you yeah. know, my phone fell on the ground, and I wasn't going to ask for it back. You know, I just erased it, and I got a new phone and everything else. And Fuck, man. Fuck. Ah. What? Do you know why they raided? Well, because it was a goddamn open-air drug market, Brian. What you know, kind like, of drugs were there? Uh, it was just, it was pot and, I guess, mushrooms. And they had been surveilling the place for a while, from my impression of you know, the way they were acting and shit. And they had a search warrant with specific uh, individuals and some cars they were after. And, you know, it was funny. I was the last person taken out, and I was wearing my, my overalls like I always am. And uh, my buckles come undone, so I had, I had to have a, have a cop buckle the buckles for me. And they were being very polite, which was making me very nervous, right? Because generally when police are being particularly polite, that means they want to take people to jail and have that shit stick, you know? Uh, yeah. And they were being just overly polite. And I was just like, fuck, man, you know, because it's not that I'm not guilty, but I'm innocent of this particular time. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I sit there thinking, like, please don't let me go to prison for trafficking when I ain't got but $100 in my checking account, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. But, you know, because I wasn't actually involved with it or whatever. You know, here's the thing. It, it still hasn't made the news or whatever. And apparently one of the fellows that was there he was advertising the Taco Tuesday market the next day. And uh, I, what I think is happening is I think they're rolling up a bunch of them, and they're eventually going to bust a whole bunch of them all at once. Oh, right? Fuck, and yeah. uh, this was an interagency task force. It was a, it was Seminole County Sheriff's and Sanford PD, which it means nothing to y'all. But, like, uh, Seminole County Sheriff is uh, – Seminole County is one of the wealthiest counties in, in Florida, right? And uh, it's the one where that Joel Greenberg guy was a tax collector. It's a very conservative part of town, right? And Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it, it, it was just a mess. But I, I tell you, one of the funniest things in my whole life was watching some very serious gangsters whining about their wrist hurting and all and wanting yeah. to get cuffed in the front. <laughs> and it was, it was kind of like, we're all about to go to prison, motherfucker. Could y'all at least man up for just a little bit and not whine <laughs> while we're sitting here, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I didn't. I didn't say nothing because you know. That's part little, of being in you know, crime, just a little though. bit. Like, goddamn, you know. That's part uh, of being in crime, I, I though. You, you have to complain about the handcuffs. You've seen it over I, I and over. I feel like honestly, after you know, I, if if the second time I've been involved in a SWAT raid it was the first time since puberty, right? Because you know, when I was young, they sent the SWAT team to arrest my uncle Tommy, uh, but you know, they couldn't wake him up. He was a big fat fucker. He was like five foot two and. I forgot we're on radio. I apologize, man. No, but, you're uh, allowed to. Hey, uh, oh, good, good. 
Well, you know, they ended up, they ended up just, uh, the next time they came to arrest Tommy, they just cattle prodded him. They just sent two detectives. But the first time, they jumped the back fence with MP5s and shit, and that was, that was a bit much for his fat ass. Uh, I apologize. I've been drinking too much. I didn't even let y'all say anything. No, you're uh, okay. You're, you say you did good, man. Big Ten. Well, you know, here's the thing. I had to, I had to piss the whole time, and I'm just proud of myself for not pissing myself one way or another. I would have probably you know, pissed I, myself. I, well, they came through the goddamn window, you know, and it, so a cop, they was busting the glass out, and it seemed like gunfire, and, uh, you know, the, well, they, they came through the goddamn window. I'm not used to people coming through windows at me and shit, and uh, it was it was a wild time. Um, were they hot I made them laugh a few times to try to... Were, were they, like, uh, no, trying to I show off? Just, no, if some people like the so the, the the biker club or whatever call them a gang might be a stretch, but the biker the biker club had security and shit with earpieces and all, and uh, the SWAT team was concerned about people trying to get in the back room and all, and uh, you know again they were very polite the whole time, which 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 sucked, and uh, they they eventually released me because they asked me what I was doing up there. I said, well, you know, I, I come to sell resin ashtrays, and uh, <laughs> they're like, oh. All right. <laughs> you were trafficking they, ashtrays. They asked me. Yeah, I was. You know, and I, I, well, technically, I was committing the you know IP fraud because I, I had an ashtray up there with a picture to the guy from the office. I, I never particularly watched that show because I don't find that kind of humor funny because I, I don't like corporate America. But what's the one they, they all pick on? Dwight. Dwight Schrute. Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a picture of him wearing a bear thing. I took a sticker of it. And I put it in an ashtray, and I, you know, I put resin on top of it. Um, but I've never seen the show, so I don't, I don't know if that's from the show or if that's because I just bought a sticker pack off Amazon, you know, because uh, I know people like the office. It makes yeah. money. Yeah, and, you should uh, make some friends ones. You got some friends ones? Uh, no, I, I mostly done. Uh, I done Hello Kitty, uh, which I mixed with bullets, or with shell casings, really. Fine. I've done uh, some Rick and Morty's, and oh, I've done uh, well some Tom and Dan stuff, the local radio in town, and then some some abstract ones, a lot of a lot of skulls and shit like that. They glow in the dark, that kind of thing, um, and they're I'm magical because you. you know they got the glass from the truck and all. Yeah, that's fucking sweet, Tim. Yeah, Big dude. Tim, everybody. Uh, thanks for calling, Big yeah. Tim. Thanks for having me, friends. I'll uh, I'm gonna hang up now. I'll talk to y'all before too long. Yeah, we Peace. will for sure. Peace. All right. Last call. Two more to go. Oh, okay. This is it, though. Just these That's two. That's all there is. Thanks for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to tonight? What's up? This is hey. Matt from Memphis. Chicken What's butter? up, Matt? How's it going? Uh, so I finally got my motherfucking CDL. CDL in it now. Uh, just uh, last last Tuesday, I got my trucker license, or I uh, passed the test to get my trucker license. I'd go to DMV uh, back in Memphis a couple times to actually get the physical license, but uh, I got the damn thing. And you know, I heard y'all uh, talking about uh, once asked truckers questions and stuff on one of your last shows and i was like well hell you know i might as well call in and and let them know i i finally passed the damn thing uh how y'all well, been doing good. 
We're good. We're okay. Um, not, I mean, you know, I'm tired, but, uh, that's cause it's late. Yeah, we're at work, but, uh, yeah, we're doing okay. Yeah. Well, uh, do y'all want to talk, do y'all want to hear about, uh, weird stories from, uh, the motel I, uh, I was staying at in Springfield while I was at my last trucker school, or, uh, do y'all want to hear about, uh, uh, this group I'm with, uh, decarcerate Memphis, uh, try and get brake light clinics going here now again and well, doing some other good stuff. Why don't, what, here's the thing. Let's do the second one. Cause we don't have a ton of time and we want to get the important. Information yeah, I figure. Well, cool. Um, yeah. Uh, I've been talking with these folks, uh, Really, I kind of found out about them. Like, I knew them from activist circles, but I didn't know uh, what they were up to until a couple months back. Uh, they saw me commenting about how, like, it sucked that uh, DSA wasn't doing brake light clinics, and they were talking about, like, police harassment or something in a Facebook post, and... They're like, what's what's brake light clinics? And then I kind of made the pitch, and uh, now I've found myself uh, plugged back into uh, activist work in uh, in Memphis, sort of. Um, these uh, these folks are uh, pretty good, I think. Uh, we it was kind of a bummer because I was hoping before I started my training on the road, uh, we were going to have, or my, my truck driver training on the road, we were going to have our brake light clinic training here Saturday, but it rained its ass off. Uh, so they postponed things, um, till October 2nd is when we're going to have our, our first training on, uh, you know, getting the canvassing done, uh, getting the word out, uh, messaging for, uh, cause, cause kind of the broader goal of decarcerate Memphis right now is to end, uh, what's called pretextual police stops, mm-hmm. you know, where they, they pull you over for a broken taillight or the, the cop with his windows rolled up says he smelled weed from the car in front of him because like he sees a black person driving the car or whatever. Sure. Um, and yeah, we're, um, we've got some awesome flyers made. We've got, uh, the supplies we need now and seems like we've got a good number of, uh, volunteers, uh, ready to, uh, knock some doors and fix some brake lights and uh we've got a location set up for the next few months which is rad because that was kind of a pain in the ass last time i was trying to fix brake lights in memphis yeah for folks and uh yeah i think think everything seems to be rolling well um you know uh think we're always gonna kind of have, you know, m- money will 
I imagine be a choke point just because like it's it's hard to do good stuff just to do good stuff without having you know the the nonprofit industrial complex involved. But uh, yeah, yeah. So far, everything seems to be going good. Sweet. And, is there any uh, is there any way people can help out? Um. Yeah. If y'all want to check out uh, decarceratememphis.com, uh, we've got a petition we're asking people to sign. Uh, we're we're one of our big fights is trying to push back against all this federal money coming into police departments, not just in Memphis, but all around the country. Um, there, there's kind of a coalition of, of different cities that have been uh, fighting this fight where, you know, tons of federal dollars and collaboration with bullshit groups like ICE and all that stuff happens. And um, we are, uh, we're trying to get some more accountability going there and, and trying to say like, look, like none of us are voting for this shit and y'all keep pumping money into these police departments so they can buy, you know, fucking tanks and go harass undocumented people. And that's, that's just not what, what any of us signed up for here. Yeah. Or have yeah. me say about gotta push back. Yeah. Get their asses. That's what I say. <laughs> well, Matt, thanks Hell for yeah. calling. Uh we gotta get this last call. We're in overtime. Yeah, now. absolutely. We'll talk I'll, to you uh, later. I'll give you all y'all a ring with some trucker stories once I've been out on the road for a while. Fuck yeah, yes. We, need, yeah, we, we would need. love that. We need to get to some precarious Hi, situations. Yo. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> Take care. All right. Let's uh let's, let's call. Bring it in for a landing here. This morning I took the call. The one that ends them all. Fucking cannot wait to see Megadeth. It's gonna be so good. <laughs> How hey, are you? Uh, Master Shadow. What up? What's up? How's it going? Master Shadow? Going well. Well, last time we spoke, I was like a maniac in a hotel, but uh, I'm actually under the new Minneapolis camp. It's pretty sick, man. It's pretty sick. How are you, fellas? We're doing okay. Uh, you're in a Minneapolis yeah. camp? No, 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 no. I found a new, uh, basically just secured housing for free. Oh, so I'm doing pretty well. That's the best price. That's the best way to get housing. Yeah, and it can work on top of it, which is even doper. Is really? Even doper. Nice. Yeah. So how'd yeah, you look yeah, into yeah. free housing? So check this out. Well, I can't. I can't reveal all my secrets <laughs> via Math Webs, but uh, I saw Stavros Halikas on Thursday. You know that Cometown dude? He was yeah. fucking funny as fuck, dude. He was hilarious. He killed it at like 8 p.m. on Thursday. That was awesome. Nice. So shout yeah. out that dude. Yeah, shout out to him. But I, yeah, I mean, basically what I did for housing is I got what's called a caddy waiver. And with that, you can basically live in a group home for free. That's basically in a house of two other people. So I'm doing good. Good. 
Well, that's great. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah. everything's going okay now. You're you're on the up and up. Yeah, there was actually you know, what is crazy though is there was a shooting on my block two days ago. Really? That was really crazy. Yeah. yeah. I'd imagine. O- over by Chicago and Franklin. Are you guys coming to Minneapolis? I remember you said, uh, I think Brett said that <laughs> like weeks and weeks ago. Is that in the book still? We, uh, who knows? We had planned to, but uh, okay. we, we don't know what we're doing yet. We're, we're, we're getting our sea legs. Yeah, I mean, right. right now, basically, well, we're going gonna- to. Yeah. We have to wait till kids can get vaccinated. Yeah, we're sort of just yeah, yeah, and and like once ten year olds can get vaccinated, we will uh, well, probably reassess. What was that? I'm sorry. What were you saying? We will reassess and then try to put the gigs together again because uh, we really want hey. to be doing it. We just can't. Right yeah, now. I know. Hard so, time. Hard time. It is. It is. Well, hopefully when all this stuff rolls back to something, when you guys do come to Minneapolis, you know, you got the ambassador here. So. <laughs> I'll nice. Uh, I look forward to seeing you guys. Nice. Well, thanks for calling in, right. and, and I'm glad you're doing well. Yep. Thank you. Have a good evening. Peace. Appreciate I it. Will. Thanks for listening to Street Fight. That's the call-in show. We do it every single week, Sunday nights. If you want to talk to us, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time. If you want your music played on the show, send an email to streetfightradio at gmail.com. We will see you on Wednesday night for the basement show of Street Fight. It's not in the basement anymore, though. We need a new It's in the basement. It's fine. The basement of your mind. Yes. Peace.